I'm Corey Novotny. I'm Brian Wells. And you're listening to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. All right, so our final episode of 2023. Uh, this is going to be one of my favorite things that we do, and that's just looking back on the past year in sports and then in recent years, pop culture, because we are just a mostly sports podcast, not an entirely sports podcast. And uh, it's been fun introducing or bringing in last year and again this year a special guest, um, former fellow podcaster. I guess I'm not really sure how to describe you anymore, but that is Kenny Cashman. <laughs> Welcome yeah, back. thanks for having me back. Uh, it's nice. This is my only opportunity these days to podcast, so it's nice. It's great to be back. Yeah, so we love giving you that outlet. And then, uh, Brian Wells also back after missing the the last episode. And I mean, I guess the first thing is let's kind of talk about your Hawaii trip. How'd the marathon go? I'm sure the listeners are dying to hear. Um, for my standards, for what I was trying to accomplish in terms of a time, I didn't do that great. But for a first time ever running a marathon and for training only for like a few months uh i i mean i i guess the i accomplished my goal because i finished <laughs> I, I say you I, crossed I, the finish line yeah i crossed the finish line uh you ran 26.2 miles not i like ran 26.2 miles to do it so yep so i i would it's an accomplishment even if it i didn't feel great about it in the moment uh, I had to think about it. It's like, at least I finished, I, and I only trained for a few months. Uh, I ran a 5.12, which is not great, but uh, I, I did run pretty well in the beginning because <laughs> uh, uh, I ran the half marathon, halfway point. I was at like a little over two hours, so I was kind of already running at my goal for most of it, but by the time I got to like the 18th mile, I would say that's when I pretty much died and I couldn't feel it in my legs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, after the marathon, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty sore. I, the second I was done, I found the closest shade and I immediately went to the ground, laid there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> my, yeah, I could, my knees were so sore that day and my feet uh, still don't look great at the moment. But uh, so in the moment, you know, I texted you and others like never again. <laughs> this is so, it was so I was so so tired. Uh, never ran uh, that many that long in one day. Of course, uh, never been that tired or sore. But uh, at the same time, looking back on it, it was it was a pretty cool experience. And I actually would like to do it again, just because I genuinely believe I could do a lot better than I did. Yeah, I mean that's what it sounds like. It seems like you ran a really good half marathon and forgot you signed up to run a full one. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I, I showed you uh, the. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw that text of the splits. <laughs> where, yeah, right. Or like the halfway point. Yeah, I ran in like two, twelve or two thirteen, and then the other split in like three hours because I walked uh, a bunch of it. Um, I had. I think I walked like at least three or four miles of it because because uh, in Hawaii, you know, you start at five a.m in the morning because uh mm-hmm. if they started it in the middle of the day every like half the field would just die <laughs> not yeah, literally but December. but uh i mean it's... it could yeah people would probably suffer from <laughs> heat exhaustion if you tried to run a marathon when it was you know 80 degrees out in the sun so I had to get up pretty early I had to get up at uh 1 a.m which is absurdly early but at the same time when we went to hawaii i don't feel like i ever really adjusted time wise i was me and friends uh, 
we were going to bed at like nine <laughs> nine p.m. and getting up at like four or five a.m. So I feel like I never really adjusted and got up super early um, almost every day anyway. So it's it's not like it was a huge adjustment, but still getting up pretty early and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was definitely definitely a fun trip, especially that day. Um, great weather, a uh, lot of. A lot of hiking, a lot of eating, a lot of relaxing. That's pretty much what I want in a trip. And Corey, I was listening to uh, the most recent episode of when I got there in Hawaii. Uh, I went like the the first day, full day I was there. Like it was a Wednesday. I listened to your guys' episode for most of my run, which was uh, definitely a great listen. And it's, it's also, a crazy comment just to stop you real quickly. Most of your run, it was a two hour, 45 minute episode. With, so and and I ran for run. like, and that <laughs> night or that morning uh, at like four in the morning, uh, yeah. pitch dark. Yeah. I ran for like, like an hour and 30 minutes, an hour and 45, something like that. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. Long so time that's why running. I say most of that uh-huh. run, but I got to finish the episode and, uh, I, listen to your guys top five and i can't say mine is as eventful as your guys top five but i would certainly put hawaii number one on my list in terms of uh best places that i've visited during this calendar year yeah which i mean that makes sense i i would have been surprised if it wasn't i imagine it would be mine it's certainly on my bucket list uh kenny i don't think you've ever been out to hawaii right no i've never been to hawaii uh i and i haven't i really didn't go anywhere this year so i wouldn't have been able to contribute to that one uh but no hawaii hawaii Uh, sounds cool i'd like to get out there someday uh so the first week i was there it was of course honolulu uh after the first week friends and i we went to kona and hilo and uh and Kauai. those are the those are the islands uh, other places that we visited and um those were other recommendations. <laughs> if yeah. you ever if you ever plan a trip there, um, those are other great places to visit as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like most of my knowledge of Hawaii is slightly hearing from others and also just movies and seeing people go on vacations there. But I mean, it looks incredible. I would love to go hang out on the beach and just explore and everything. And glad you had a good trip you know i wish the marathon was maybe a little better and timing wise but still yeah impressive when, accomplishment finishing I'll, yeah i'll admit like when when it happened or when i finished i was a little down on myself but you know friends they said that like, brian you only trained for a certain amount of time and <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> hawaii is a pretty humid state in terms of uh, the weather so so even so part of the reason why i probably ran so well for my standards in the beginning was because it was still like five or six a.m. <laughs> where the sun's not totally out yet. By the time it's like nine a.m. or ten a.m., the sun is well out and it's super hot out already. Um, so just looking back on it, I, I can't be too down myself about it. You know, for a first try, because again, if I did another one, I'd like I'd be way way more prepared. Because it's not just about the amount of training, but just also um, the race in general where. I, you know, I learned about, like, you got to have a certain amount of carbs beforehand, like, which I knew from track where, you know, you got to have carbs beforehand. But even like during the race, I would, I would take mm-hmm. every single water break. I took all these water and Gatorade breaks and these, uh, gummies that I would constantly, I, I must have had like four packs of 
carb gummies and chews. Do you have a lot of ketchup that. packets? As <laughs> no, come on. No. no. <laughs> One crazy moment, though, in like the last mile, this lady who was at another water station, she said, you know, you, you look like you could use this. It was like a, another normal water or Gatorade cup, which I thought it mm-hmm. was, but when I drank it, it was beer. It was what? straight up alcohol <laughs> in the cup. In the middle of the marathon. <laughs> and I was so disgusted in the moment because uh, I didn't know it was beer. You just think it's yeah, water right. Gatorade in a uh-huh. normal cup. It was. It's not like it was in like some glass, like beer glass. Yeah. It was like in a normal cup, like anything else. So when I drank it, I was disgusted and I chucked it right on the ground <laughs> in disgust. <laughs> I was kind of uh-huh. pissed about that. Like, oh, you look like you'd use this. Yeah, because I'm tired as hell. Yeah. Uh, so I figured it was water or Gatorade, but. Yeah. The second I sipped it, like, what is this? And I looked down at the cup and it's like, wow, that's that's beer. That's, that's I mean, gross. beer beer does have a high water content, you know? Yeah. Not as well, high as water. I know <laughs> well, I know a lot of people love running those races and like the the prize at the end is a beer, but I mean I feel like that's something when you just run a marathon, you probably need a little bit of a, a gap in between before you can move on <laughs> to the celebration there. I think you need real hydration first. Uh Definitely would be would be something you're like yeah twenty six point two miles time to celebrate right away at the finish line. So. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> the second the race is over. We just found the nearest and tallest tree and lay down in the shade. Um, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> I, I was in rough shape afterwards. But um, so even if I didn't run the greatest time, at the same time I can still look back on and say, hey, I, I at least ran one and finished one. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, you now know what you need to do to do exactly. better. Exactly. That's why one. I feel very, so, like, a lot more confident that if I ran one again, it'd be somewhere in the force because mm-hmm. because I'd be way more prepared. I would train longer and harder, I'd like to believe, and... I would I would just be I would just be way way more, more prepared. The shoes I ran and I only had for two days, and it was because I didn't feel good about the ones I had, and I I had blisters even before the race, so I felt like I needed to size up my shoes anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like so I didn't I wasn't the most prepared person to be honest, um, even before the race. And another thing was like I thought about wearing a belt or like a, or a vest to you know yeah like a belt to put stuff in and like a fanny pack yeah like a fanny pack yeah thank you i thought Uh about wearing that but it felt so uncomfortable that i decided just yeah screw it i'm not gonna wear it i'm gonna just uh put the carb gummies in my pockets and even carry them uh so yeah there's definitely in your pockets yeah were they flopping around? Yeah, right. Yes. So that's why uh, for I didn't have them in my pockets for very long. <laughs> yeah. I would ca- I'd carry them and my hands were super sticky and but I didn't I didn't yeah. I just didn't want to wear the the fanny pack. It was just so uncomfortable. Um but yeah. Yeah, when I go running, I have a pair of shorts that like it keeps my keys kind of in place. They're not flopping around because I need them to be able to get in and out of uh the gate to my apartment, but whenever like i've tried running with shorts that don't like that's just so uncomfortable and i'm running like three four miles i can't imagine dealing with that for 26 so yeah that uh yeah that's that's why i knew is like i'm I'm not i'm just gonna hate this if if, if i'm gonna (laughs) run this long Uh, with it on right 
yeah, yeah. it's got to find a find another way around but yeah i mean it, it seems like you had a, a you know good takeaways from this overall good trip so yeah it, it's de- it was it. definitely it was definitely a fun trip i would definitely like to do something similar again uh, in yep. the future yep so between the marathon on Sunday and then traveling back, uh, sounds like you didn't have a whole lot of time to watch football. And I'll say I'm very jealous of that. I wish that I didn't watch as much football as I did the past couple of weeks because they're I, uh, pretty brutal for me. So one of our friends that I traveled with, also a Steelers fan, the Patriots and Steelers played Thursday night, yep. or at least mm-hmm. where, well, where I was Thursday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah, right. I'm someone that with with how I view the Patriots this season, thinking, hey, like we gotta l- lose some games, right? We gotta be in mm-hmm. the in, we gotta be in the running for that number one pick, and of course the Steelers are fighting for a playoff spot, and you'd want them to win, and neither of us got the result we wanted <laughs> in that game, uh, and uh, that's a pretty bad look on the Steelers' part for losing to the Cardinals and then losing to the Patriots in consecutive weeks, two of the three worst teams in the league. And Right, both two and ten records. I mean, twice in five days, just ridiculous. Yeah, and like it, it was painful seeing other Patriots fans just reacting to the the win by the Patriots like it was a loss. And meanwhile, everyone on Steelers' Twitter is just all over the place. And um, yeah, I mean, it. I thought that the Cardinals' loss was like the worst loss of the Talman era. And then the Patriots' loss was the worst loss of the Tomlin era. And I don't know that I can say the Colts' loss is as bad as those two, given that the Colts are actually a playoff contender. They were favored. But to then turn around after those two losses and be like, you know what, Mike Tomlin, just prove to the media why everyone hypes you up, why you're this guy who gets teams above 500, you know, motivator of men. And to go out and blow a 13-0 lead and give up 30 unanswered, this is a three-stretch of games that... I don't know how any Steelers fan can walk away from this and still want him to be the head coach of the team and not want significant change next year. We spent all year talking about Belichick and the Patriots, and I think it's time now for for Mike Tomlin to to join that conversation because it's just years of mediocrity, and as much as it sucks to see the Steelers lose these games, if it does lead to some kind of significant change, then I think it's ultimately a good thing, because this team would not have been fun to watch in the playoffs, as much as I would have loved to have an extra week and be able to, you know, hold that against fans of other teams. It's just a disaster, and you know, I get it. All the doubts all year long, like this team is in a 7-4 team, or whatever other record people were throwing out there. It, it finally came true, and you know, it took an injury to the quarterback. It took a lot of banged up injuries on the defense like that's certainly a factor here but it's just it's this team is a mess right now just top to bottom no leadership and I don't know how the team can move forward without blowing things up to a pretty big extent this offseason yeah I'm, I'm kind of I'm glad the Steelers are getting exposed a little bit just because I've never been a full believer in them and think they've had a lot of fortunate luck for most of this season and aren't really that great in many parts of their team outside of their D line. Uh, one thing I will say though, it's, it's kind of hard to evaluate what the Steelers are as a team because, okay, yes, they've lost to two of the three worst teams in the league, but they also lost Kenny Pickett and not that Kenny Pickett is some elite quarterback at all. It, Trubisky's so bad. And then another thing yeah. is they fired, they fired Canada and they have a 400 uh, plus yard, uh, 
game of total offense and you think oh well he was clearly the problem it's something that a lot of people have been complaining about over these past several seasons with Canada as their offensive coordinator so you think he's the problem but then you still see that their offense is struggling in a lot of these games but then you also see like the backup quarterback and now the third string quarterback is going to be in there and it's kind of hard to I, I mean I still think they stink don't get me wrong but it's still it's, it's at the same time it's kind of hard to you know just pinpoint exactly what the Steers ceiling would be if they had Pickett still in there and I I, I don't know <laughs> if that makes sense or not. No, I mean I definitely think it does and I think that there are a lot of Steelers fans. I mean Steelers fans have been divided on Kenny Pickett since day 1 and you know the way the season has gone hasn't really changed anything and there's basically the two schools of thoughts are either he sucks, like look at his stats compared to all these other random backup quarterbacks. You look at Jake Browning and Joe Flacco within the division and see what they're doing in just a couple of games compared to what Kenny Pickett did over a full season. Just the one 300-yard passing game, one two-touchdown passing game in his career, like a 25-game sample size. And then the the one saving grace is, well, he's in an offensive system under Matt Canada and then Matt Canada's playbook now that he's gone that – there's just no way that he could succeed. But it's like, what really is his ceiling at this point? And it's just, I don't know what to think about this team. That's why I I want big change. And I, I think that Mike Tallman is still a very good head coach in the NFL. And I understand why people say that, oh, you know, who are you going to replace him with? Like, he's going to be scooped up right away. That's not a reason to mo- to keep him around forever. I think it's... So, you sometimes need you, need a new, s- you need a new voice, you need change, right. and you don't want to be stuck in mediocrity forever. Exactly. And that's where the Steelers have been. Like, yes, no losing seasons, but we're talking about 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, nine and 9-7-1, nine, seven and one and no playoff wins since 2016 and like you know this team has kind of built up this standard of like oh four Super Bowls in the 70s like look at all these Lombardis one of the greatest franchises ever I think it's fair for Steelers fans to think that oh why can't this team win a playoff game in like a shorter amount of time than seven years and you know we get all of these complaints like oh it's all the players he has terrible quarterback terrible offensive coaches he's the one who drafts these guys he's the one who hires these people you know Kevin Colbert the GM certainly like the former GM deserves a lot of blame but Tomlin's kind of been at the root of this and that's why I'm just ready to move on I hope a team like the Commanders or the Panthers or the the Chargers yeah like the Bears they throw a first round pick or more at the the Steelers and it's just like all right Tomlin time for you to take your talents elsewhere and if he does that I wouldn't feel a ton of animosity you know it's been overall it's been good enough being a Steelers fan compared to most other fan bases and you know he will have that Super Bowl whether you want to say is with Cowers players or whatever um, but I mean I, I just think it's time for the, the Steelers to move on yeah, just I, in the same way I know you guys think it's time for the Patriots to move on from Bill Belichick great memories thanks it's just it, the time has come it's we're past time now yeah I totally agree with a lot of the points you're making, Corey, that I think Tomlin could still coach, but maybe it's best if it's not in Pittsburgh anymore because it's just the same thing over and over again of just finishing a rounder at 500. And yeah, I could totally see him being on the Commanders or the Bears or whatever and having more success or like those teams, those teams having, those more, teams success. having more success. Yes, right. exactly. Because they're t- the floor is so low for those teams that him coming in there and shaking things up you could see those teams making a a jump um and yeah just i i mean yeah he's a great coach 
definitely he's, he's been for a long time i i certainly would have given up on him earlier <laughs> uh, but I, yeah I, I mean there that 2017 playoff loss to jackson no that was the first time that i was ever out on him and it felt like every other year it felt inevitable that it was going to happen but he's mm-hmm. he's still there so it's it's a credit to him for that and you know realizing how much of a knucklehead antonio brown was and others that it's like wow he what say what you want about his his football smarts or X's and O's, whatever. But mm-hmm. guy definitely can control a locker room and motivate a locker room and all that. He could. I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, it seems like every week there's a viral clip going out, whether it's George Pickens or Deontay Johnson or Being Najee Harris diva. or Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, like all these guys giving up on routes, just not blocking. blocking. George Pickens being like, oh, I don't want to be like Tank Dell. Uh, for not like I don't know if you saw that clip. I saw it. The Colts. I did yeah. see that. He, yeah, and he's blaming the media. It's just like I'm I'm out on him now. He's the new Chase Claypool. Bo- bo- it's like bo- <laughs> both those guys, Deontay, not even trying to trying on a route, and then not even trying on defense because the ball was intercepted. And then you see, right. yeah, Pickens not even trying to make a block. Yeah, those guys are been kind of diva-ish the past few weeks. They, and- they have been, and they, you know, when it comes down to it, I don't think either of them really have, like, the success to be able to back it up at this point. Like, we mm-hmm. know that the talent is there. There's potential. It's easy to say, well, if they had a great quarterback and a great offensive coordinator who, know to, who knows how to utilize them, then you wouldn't have a lot of these problems. But it's just, you know, the, the immaturity and, like, that, the that, No, that is like part that of it. Is, it's part of it, but it's not it the is, entire yeah. reason. Because, like you said, the their their attitude also <laughs> granted i don't i don't totally blame them because their situation no i i have perfect either, but at the same time but, yeah it, it's not a great look no it's not at all and you know i i definitely think that george pickens deserves to be benched based on what's transpired over the past few days and i i hate to say that but i think that's that's really the point where it is right now and it just it goes up to tomlin and you know whether it goes all the way up to art rooney the second the owner i don't know it might be time like you know, to admit that he's just as much of a problem as a Pittsburgh owner as Bob Nutting is when it comes to spending money and, you know, the way he goes about his business. But I think you kind of just in the sense if you start with Matt Canada, then it's now on Mike Tomlin at this point. And it's, it's to me, it's I'm ready for the Steelers to make a big change. So I guess, Kenny, do you have any thoughts on the Steelers? That has been all Brian and I back and forth here. <laughs> I, all, I, all I was going to say was, and uh, I think it was your last episode, you talked about how. Uh, you haven't even been able to enjoy the Patriots doing poorly because their fans want them to do poorly. <laughs> and that was before the <laughs> Patriots-Steelers game. And uh-huh. I was telling people I couldn't wait to text you and be like, go Steelers and this and that. And uh-huh. I didn't because you, you and I have never really been you know like that about our opposing sports teams. Um, but I can't say I'm upset to see the Steelers struggling. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's time probably for them to move on from from Tomlin given given every given that getting rid of Canada didn't it seemed to help for a for moment, a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah right uh, for one game it was like oh did that do something but uh yeah I mean I I don't know it I don't follow the Steelers as closely obviously so, so it's it's hard for me to comment more than what you've already yeah, said but I, I but agree yeah, with Kenny that it I feel the same way as you Kenny that I don't I'm not as passionate about the right. take like you are right. Corey because I don't uh-huh. obviously follow them like you and I don't think like Tomlin's like oh like he's the problem or anything like that but but there are kind of similarities with the Patriots where 
Belichick also has been, I mean, way more, obviously more success, but, but at the same time, also a lot of seasons as well, more seasons. And I'm not saying that, oh, he's a bad coach or anything. He's a great coach. I I still think he's the greatest coach, even with how bad these last few years have been. But as the, the longer and longer we've gone without Brady and seeing what it's like and Belichick in his seventies and it's just, I I feel like it's this is now clearly the time to move on too. So even though it's not total apples to apples, uh, you know, it's not exactly the same mm-hmm. situation. Uh, it's similar. Yeah, they're very similar. I mean, it's the same thing with like you know everyone loves to talk about Brady without Belichick. The Mike Tomlin drop off without Ben Roethlisberger is just as big, and it's you know. It, it, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback can cover up a lot of things when it comes to a coach. And I, yeah. I do think that there's a lot of them where you have them together. But, you know, when you see the drop off like Brady to Cam Newton and Mac Jones and then and Big Ben. Zappy. To, yeah, right. Zappy. And then, you know, Big Ben to, you know, Trubisky and Kenny Pickett and now Mason Rudolph. It's just it, it's a significant it shows you that the quarterback, and, the Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they, they kind they of matter something. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it, right. Like it doesn't matter right, how good of a coach you are. You need to uh, have the quarterback. I, I, yeah. It shows you that it's arguably, but in my opinion, uh, factually, <laughs> uh, it's right. more important than the. Especially than in the today's coach. NFL, it's it's very important to be able to have a you know a high level quarterback if you want to yeah, you know consistently compete year in and year out. Yeah, I I I think Andy Reid's a great coach, Hall of Fame coach, but without Mahomes, it's probably not even a five hundred team. No, no, you're right. I mean, he did accomplish a lot with the Eagles with Donovan McNabb. But he and needed others, a, but the the real superstar quarterback to, right, to, to actually get that Super Bowl. Right. So, I will say regarding the Patriots, you've both you've both commented on it being time to move on, move on from Belichick. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. I you know it. I look at I look at the Patriots team, and I I think who. If not Belichick, who is going to salvage this? And I think Belichick has as good a chance as anybody. And and the thing, I in a year from now, I could see myself being ready to give up on Belichick, or less than a year from now. But we've never seen Belichick with the Patriots have the opportunity to get a, a top two pick. I would just like to see what he would do with it if he uses it. I'd like to see him use the pick. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't. No, I don't want. That's fair. I don't. I, I, I'm just and not I don't, that. What, then what do you want? What, like, what's your alternative? Is is yeah. I'll admit, I, I don't have. Draw, I don't have know? the greatest alternative at the top of my head right yeah. now. But and not that Mac Jones is a top two pick. Although there were rumors about him being a top three pick yeah. at one point. Well, Zach Wilson was a top two pick, and he blows. I mean, so, yeah, that, 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 that draft something. class it is it is impressive what what came of that class yeah. with those uh, those five quarterbacks. But uh, yeah, so Mac Jones certainly not the greatest quarterback whatsoever, and he's he's definitely not the guy. But he was a first round pick, and I've seen what Belichick has done with a young first round quarterback. That's, and, I mean, that's fair, and that's fair. And even though it's not top two. It's close enough for me where I I would not have the confidence in uh, Belichick succeeding, even if it's with a top two pick. Yeah, I mean, whether I, it's, I whether think it's Caleb Williams or Drake Mayer or whatever. Uh, right. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a reasonable take. And I mean, there's reports coming out saying that Belichick was essentially told he will not be the coach next year following that Germany loss. There's a lot of talk about Gerard Mayo, him being questioned about taking over as head coach. Reports going out saying that people are not a fan of him because he's kind of full of himself acting like he's a you know the head coach and waiting like there's, I, there's a lot of I stuff didn't, I didn't know out. that <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that was I, something that well, the, the uh, that last point I mean but I've, right. I've always yeah, felt that's that another thing I've always felt that Gerard Mayo has been highly regarded as uh, in the Patriots organization whether that's as a player or as a assistant coach and could easily be the next guy in waiting but at the same time defensive-minded, of course, being a defensive player and coaching that side, and the game is kind of trended towards the offensive-minded guys, and maybe there'd be just too many similarities with, you know, just being under Belichick's wing this entire time that you want, like, a real shakeup at the head coaching position, maybe. Maybe that's why people don't love the choice as Mayo, because, like, how much how much right. would things be different if Mayo were the coach instead of Belichick? I think it'd be... A pretty big difference, just given age <laughs> and relating to yeah, players I mean, it better. It could be like a D'Amico Ryan situation with the right. Texans. Just thinking of another, like you know, former that's, player. That's a great like, comp. Not, DC. and yeah. not saying that he would be as successful as D'Amico Ryan's, but that's a great comp in that what he could be as a coach. Right. Well, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's is also in his first year. Brian Flores, and we saw a lot of early success. Another, you know, Patriots, you know, right. linebacker, and I, I coach, he, whatever. I think he did have some success as a head coach. Or even or assistant coach, but at the same time, Mike McDaniel, I think, is yes, definitely been a, a better choice a, of the co- of a coach than right. Brian Flores was. Brian even Flores, if the teams aren't the same, uh, right? And Brian Flores has been a great DC this year in Minnesota. I mean, he turned the Vikings from like historically bad to an above average defense this season, but. You know, the, the head coaching, it wasn't necessarily as great. And it's, you just look at the whole Belichick coaching tree or whatever. And Mike Frabel isn't technically part of that. He's another defensive-minded coach. Yeah, he's and he'd be, he'd some be another success in he'd Tennessee, be a guy but... where he'd be a major shakeup because he's he's had plenty of success in Tennessee. I've, uh, I've always hated their rosters. Yeah, I mean, well, it's been it's like, like Derrick Henry uh, and a bunch of Jags. And, yeah, uh, he had one really good year of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that, them, that team getting to the AFC Championship game and still competing in the fourth quarter is like that's as good as you're going to get from that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mike Vrabel, can, he's definitely a great coach for sure. And I wouldn't mind him as the next guy if that were even possible. Yeah, which I know I've I've definitely heard of that as a possibility, especially yeah, if Tennessee, and, you know, they're out sh- of the I'm playoffs. Sh- so, and I'm sure if he were the next head coach, the Patriots would lose a draft pick because of tampering <laughs> during uh, the, his Hall of Fame induction with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, so I um I do agree with what you're saying though in terms of like the defensive minded head coach. If the Steelers aren't going to hire like an offensive minded head coach, then I almost like what what is really the point? is the way that I'm looking at it these days because you just look around the league and all of the offensive mind, like all of the best teams, it feels like have offensive minded head coaches. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel. Those are three of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. Andy Reid, right. Right. I mean, at that point, like, uh, you know, the young hotshot, you know, Matt LaFleur, like Sean McVay type guy is like someone who's going to stand out. But, you know, you see the, the way that I'm looking at it right now, it's just poach a guy from the Kyle Shanahan or the Sean McVay coaching tree because they, they all work out. Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. I mean, he's another one who I think what he's been doing with Joe Burrow's injury has been very impressive. You know, Jake Browning is someone who's just kind of a career backup and he's looking very competent. The Bengals are very I'm, much in the I'm playoff. Sure, I'm sure not not the 
not the exact same Devin tree, but, but Ben Johnson has had a lot right. of success. I know Ben Johnson with like, Detroit. Yeah, right. With Goff was uh-huh. kind of sucked in my opinion with the Rams, and he's been pretty great with Detroit. Right, right. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of different options out there and like ways you can go. And to me, that that's the direction I want the Steelers to go. I mean, in a perfect world, you could say maybe the Steelers keep Mike Tomlin and he actually hires a competent offensive coordinator who might steal a lot of his spotlight. But at that point, if that's not going to happen, then just make him the head coach. And, you know, I don't know that that's going to happen with Belichick and moving on from Bill O'Brien. It feels like the Patriots are more desperate in need of a, a big reset. And I think that the way that they would go in that event in terms of a head coach, general manager coming in, there's a lot of appeal to that job. I know things don't look great with that team, but if you can bring in Drake May and have all that money and everything and, and actually nail a couple draft classes, then I don't think it's very long before the Patriots are back it's a, it's in another reason why I, It's another reason why I, I, I would like them to move on from Belichick. It's not even just like how the team looks right now, but it's also... The per the personnel like they're not they're not well coached and the personnel blows and it's like whose fault is that it's kind of Belichick's yeah. he's he's the general uh, manager too and the the draft classes I I they were they were really great in the early two thousands when Brady was just getting started in his career he drafted a lot of great yeah. players and I feel like these Both past the ball. I feel like these past I don't know half dozen seasons not a lot of hits and a lot of misses. Yeah, I mean, I think that's totally fair to say, um, and that that's certainly a big part of the problem here. So I get it. I mean, I understand Kenny, like you know, not wanting to move on from the guy who's been around forever and had all the success. But I also very much agree with Brian in the sense that it's probably time, and you know, someone else could step in and do in in theory a better job. There's no guarantee. I get that aspect, but yeah, I just I just don't know who looking around it at potential options. I don't know who I would really trust to pull the Patriots out of a tailspin more than Belichick. I just feel it's not even that I think he is the answer, but I just feel like I, I don't know. I guess I feel like I, he, he deserves one more shot with, if he's going to use, you know, and I know we've, we've talked about how getting Caleb Williams or Drake may wouldn't necessarily be the answer to things. Um, but I, I don't, I just thinking about one of those two quarterbacks potentially and be them being under Belichick and seeing what he could do with them. It intrigues me. And so I wouldn't want, you know, if there's another even mediocre season next year, I would absolutely be ready to move on. But right now I just feel like I'm not quite there yeah. yet. And, and I don't know, you guys probably know more about this than I do, but the whole him already having it already decided that he's out it feels really weird to me. Like, why, if he's been told that, why would they keep him around? Because then, what, respect. Same thing with Ron Rivera. It, it is a little odd. It's, I, just, I, it's strange uh, though, because it, then he all he can do is hurt the team on his way out if he wants to. You know, if he's, I mean, granted, he's, you know, currently they're in a they're in a good position for a draft pick. But right, I mean, if that's if the he goal. has the ability to get them a worse draft pick, why would he not try to at that point? You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how much animosity he has himself versus feeling like he's he's content and ready to to move on, whether that's going to a different team or you know just simply retiring. And I don't think he's gonna. He wants. I don't know if he's gonna get it, but he wants the Shula record. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, and, he, he and absolutely does. I'd imagine there's there'll be a couple teams that 
I, th- I think yeah. would be interested. It would be a major. If, if Belichick, sh- wants, be, if Belichick be, wants to coach, he's going to coach. I right. don't think that's a problem. I mean, it's the same thing with Tomlin. Like you know, all those teams yeah. we talked oh, about yeah, to be interested sure. in Tomlin would be probably just as interested in Belichick. I mean, at that point, you have the accolades versus just the guy who's twenty years younger. But you know, right. it's the same thing. I'm not saying it'd be a good idea, but I am saying that there would be teams that would be interested in Belichick being their next coach, whether it's the Commanders or Bears or whatever. I I, I can totally see, I could totally see him still wanting to coach, even if it's not with the Patriots. Because yeah, I think the I think as as well as Kenny, that record does matter a lot to him, even if it means also getting the most losses because he's only two <laughs> two losses uh, away from tying it. Right? He will get yeah. the most losses for sure. But it it's also interesting to think, you know. If Belichick is just chasing that record, it w- the 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 AFC East is is getting pretty good. It might be in his best interest to go somewhere else if he can get into a weaker division. Just get, you know, get a few more wins each year easily. Um, so I, right. I don't I mean, know the whole the, the whole NFC thing. With, yeah, for, I mean for sure. The, but the whole the whole thing with like the the leak that he's already out and the, that's been decided since Germany that all feels weird to it, me. Yep. I don't know where that information comes from, and I'm honestly a bit skeptical. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's Tommy Curran who had the first yeah report of that. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's I wasn't he, sure he's one it Patriots beat guy that that I def I definitely follow and and mm-hmm. uh, take seriously. I will say Ian Rappaport, <laughs> even yeah, though he's like one of the national said, guys, uh, he's he's gone from like oh Belichick got a multi year extension to oh uh, he's gonna be gone after this year. Like oh they're actually not just it, it's just a cluster <laughs> with the yeah, with some of the national yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's it, that is a question of, you know, what do you trust more at that point? Is it the local person or is it someone who's more plugged into the league? I tend to feel like the local person would uh, yeah, more, but I tr- I trust the even though not not that I don't trust what Rappaport or right. Schefter say. It's just that when it comes to your team, uh, I I trust the local guys definitely a lot more. Mm-hmm. Well, I also feel like the the national guys, especially, they want to be first. They'll throw right. out yeah. something that turns out to be wrong as long as they're the first one to say it because that that's I think that's what matters to them a lot of the time. Yeah, cuz Schefter puts out oh Tom Brady's retired and yeah, <laughs> Tom Brady right. wasn't retired. Uh, and Tom right, Brady yeah. goes on, yeah, well, there are people out there that just want to be first and not right. right. It's like yeah. well clearly Schefter's kind of like that even if he's not right. Mhm. So, I guess um you know, we we've we've certainly spent a lot of time talking about the Steelers and Patriots. Kenny, do you want to give some thoughts on the Jaguars and the their season falling apart? I just it's you know, I said this last time I was on that I I I can't pretend anymore that that I think they're going to be good. I've I've had this this optimism that I've adopted because because everyone says the Jaguars are good. I've never felt comfortable with them. You know, I, I don't really feel like there's I don't feel like there's any like S tier teams in the league this year, to be honest. There, you can make arguments. It's the, it's yeah. the Niners and everyone else. But, yeah. like, but ask it's your, the Niners. 49ers went fully healthy. Exactly. Yeah. That's, uh, and, and that's not really fair, but it's like, it's, you know, you look at like their, their three game losing streak before and it's like, I, uh, yeah, it's, you look at injuries and all this. If there's a team, if there's an S tier team, it's the 49ers, but all of the other teams who were supposed to be amazing, they look good, you know. Um, the Jaguars, I don't even really put in there because, like I say, I, I just don't – I never think about them with the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Ravens and the Bengals and the Bills. I never think about that. Yeah, that that's – coming into the year, I had all the confidence in the world that the Jags were going to 
smoke this division. And but the question was, are they a Super Bowl contender? And that's where I was not fully bought in on the Jags. I thought they're definitely good, but yeah, they they have. There's a chance that the Texans and Colts, which amazes me, uh, even if Corey and I kind of like the Texans this year. It amazes me that both those teams are doing as well as they are, and they legitimately might win the division over, which is a credit yeah. to them uh, for the most both part. But at the same time, like the Jags, like the, they they have looked uh, kind of disappointing of late, and losing yeah. Christian Kirk is definitely a part of it for their offense because Calvin really has had, he's had some good games, but I feel like he hasn't. Maybe there, maybe the expectations were too high for him being out of the league for like a year and a half. Um, but yeah, the Jags have not looked great. Like they've been, they've they've had their moments. They've been yeah. good, but I don't know. It, they're definitely right. slipping right now. Right, and I mean, if you look at the six losses: the Chiefs, the Texans, the Forty ers and now this three-game losing streak against the Bengals, Browns, and the Ravens. I mean, they're losing to teams that are you know fellow playoff contenders and teams that it's like, right. oh, like we convinced ourselves coming in season that Jacksonville could win some of these games. They beat the Bills in London. After being there for a week. Outside yeah. of that, like most of their wins are against teams that are just outside of the playoff picture. They're not very good. Uh, I mean, right. I guess the Colts and the Texans, they did beat both of them. So, you know, credit to them. And that <laughs> helps them from like the tiebreaker and the division perspective. But yeah, I think when it comes down to Jacksonville, it's not that they're not like a, they're not a bad team. They're just not a great team. So. Well, and it's and you know where I talked about tiers, it's 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 what you're saying. When I look mm-hmm. at them, if they're playing someone on the same in the same tier as them or close to the same level, I just don't have the confidence in them. They have to be punching down for me to have any kind of confidence. And then even then, sometimes I don't. They just they find they find ways to lose. They just make these costly mistakes, and, and I just I don't. I, I, I think the I just bang- don't have confidence in them. I think the Bengals game is the most concerning. And look, Jake Browning's definitely been better than I think most people expected coming in in replacement uh-huh. of Joe Burrow. But at the same time, like Monday night football, they hadn't had a Monday night football game in ages. And yeah. they finally get one. And you think it's going to be a, a cakewalk of a game without Burrow in there. But, but then they actually win that game and Lawrence gets hurt and it's like you really you're gonna lose to to the Bengals of Burrow at home in prime time like that I thought that was a really concerning loss for them in that game and and that's that was kind of the game for me where it's like all right like I don't know if Jacksonville is ready to compete for any sort of shot at a title even if they make the playoffs and win their division yeah I mean I. I'm not confident they're going to win their division. They they very much should make the playoffs. That would shock me still. Uh, but I mean, they're I don't. Are they going to win a playoff game? I I, I don't know. I don't. If they, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really, like Corey honestly, said, the so. their losses, pretty much all of them have been against legit good teams this year. Mm-hmm. And, and the Ravens, the Chiefs, the the Texans, surprisingly, uh, Browns, one of them was against Niners. And then yeah, the they got smoked by the Niners. Right. That, that was Just another concerning loss. Right. I mean, I mean, a lot of these are at home too, which is five of the six losses are at home. Right. I was gonna say, you know, oh, if they get a home playoff game, but then I was like, that doesn't matter. That's, right. That's not. They probably that's want not a road right. one. It sounds like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it matters if they play the Colts. If they were to play the Colts at home, then I like their chances sure, in that yeah. one because the Colts have not won in Jacksonville in a decade. But anyone else, you're right. It doesn't matter. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, this game for me, uh, basically my big takeaway was I 
I'm ready to give up on Jacksonville um, as a serious threat in the AFC this season. I think it's fair to start questioning Trevor Lawrence in regards to like this can't miss generational talent. Overrated he, to me. Is, yeah. Yeah. He's very much overrated not, not, right now. Not, and I, not bad. No, he's not a bust or anything. Or, yeah. He's just, but he's not that guy. He's not, he's not like the man. He's not a elite at least right now, right. but See, still. Uh, uh, that's something I asked you guys about when I was on here uh, months ago about, mm-hmm. you know, People talked about him as a generational talent and everything, and it made me really excited as a as a Jaguars fan who doesn't follow the draft usually. Like I didn't know, I, people were talking about Trevor Lawrence. I'd seen him play a college game, hadn't even realized it. But he, I was just like, what does that really mean? He comes into the league and he he still doesn't look comfortable. Three years in, he doesn't look elite. Certainly, you know, you look at people at players like like Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, people who, you know. Sure, like Joe Burrow, it took some time. Uh, I f- frankly don't recall if it took Patrick Mahomes any time. I don't know if he was a backup for a year at all. He was. Yeah, he, he was, was the backup, backup to Alex Smith okay. for a year. That's right. And, uh, that's right. And, but the, the the first year he was a starter, he was the MVP. Yeah, right. right. We'll never then, know what yeah. would have happened if he was a right. rookie starter week one, but we know what happened by waiting a whole year to start. So, but but then quarterbacks, you know, like Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen, like they took time, but they got there, and Trevor's not getting there and mm-hmm. it you know i i i'm still a jaguars fan i became a jaguars fan when they were terrible it's not gonna yeah change i was anything, gonna say it's, like yeah it's very it just, coincidental you know yeah I yeah almost yeah. stroke a bad luck there just happened to be like oh i hate the cowboys so i'm gonna root for this random team they're <laughs> yeah. playing at this game in london that i just have to be studying abroad while it's happening yeah it was a uh, serendipity in a way but at the same time uh they're they just feel like they're chronically bad you know they're their best season since I've been in a fan wasn't with Trevor Lawrence. You know, it's only his, his third year, but it was with it was with Blake Bortles when they almost beat the Patriots in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. I, it, I it stinks. Have... It stinks because his first year, okay, was a joke with Urban Meyer, right? Yeah. But then they they bring in a uh, a Super Bowl winning head coach. And mm-hmm. they bring in weapons. Granted, at the time, I was like, "What? Like these guys for this much money? I don't know." But they were, they proved to be good pieces. And you see, you saw Trevor Lawrence really break out that second season in the league, kind of like Burrow and yeah. Allen when when Allen got Diggs and Burrow got Chase. But right, but those guys are better than Lawrence. And you think there's going to be even more success with Calvin Ridley in there, and. No. They're they're good, but yeah, happened. they they didn't they yeah. didn't they haven't taken that next step. Uh, it looks right. like this year, right? And it, it, to me, it felt inevitable that there would be some type of next step, just given how strong they finish. But you can also, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. They beat a bunch of bad teams down the stretch. It wasn't like yeah, that, they that were, was that was one of my yeah. concerns. Is that mm-hmm. oh, they they were? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey. It was like what four and seven, five and seven, something like that. I don't. I, and then, yeah, I think four and, and then, seven finished and, nine and, and, and then they finished right? the year with like a four game winning streak, but they were all against uh, crap teams. And then the Titans with Dobbs in there, and not right. even Tannehill. yeah. I mean, they beat the Cowboys in overtime, and that was like that a was game that was that they their pulled best... out of their asses, yeah, right, to be able to pull like actually win it. So yeah, on a f- kind of a fluky turnover. Granted, Dak right. was a turnover machine that year anyway. So uh, uh, yeah, that that was their most impressive win last year for sure, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of with you guys uh, that I don't think Jacksonville is it this year. It's it just, probably it, just it a one-and-done. 
it felt to me like as the Patriots were declining, Jacksonville was looking up and I was going to still have a good team. And now I <laughs> I feel like I don't have a good team. And it's like, uh, all right, I guess this is just how a lot of fans feel a lot of the time. Yeah. But no, I, mean, I, say, know, I mean, you say the Jaguars are one and done. Like, they're not even a lock to make the playoffs. They're in a three-way tie. No, I'm hopeful that they made... I'm hopeful they win two of their last three. If they lose to Carolina, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I say that's, sh- that would be a disastrous loss if they lose to Carolina. Um, yeah. Tampa should be competitive yeah, exactly. game. Uh, Baker Mayfield Baker, looks great. Baker Mayfield, yeah. I, I would, I would awesome. I was like, I would man, you guys jumped off the bandwagon a year too late. Or, <laughs> I, <laughs> I legitimately would early. vote for him yeah. for comeback player of the year Yeah, right now. Like him, I think he him and Tua it. should be. Uh, maybe I'm missing. Right. I mean, another guy, but yeah, you're, I'm not I mean, you're missing DeMar the, Hamlin. the default. Yeah, I'm not the, picking I mean, Demar it, Hamlin. It's nice. It's a really, really nice story. Win. It is. It's a yeah. great story. But look, if he actually saw more playing time on the field, then it would be one thing. But the fact that he's he barely it's like plays. a stretch to even make him active. Yeah, it's it it's, it would be a joke. They have they can find another way to honor him. I'd like yeah, to think. I agree. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, I mean, I because I, there are a lot of guys who seemingly are, are worth um, handing that to. Yeah. Um, I guess just on the flip side, so just uh, real quickly here, I'm at the point now where um, I don't know if I'm just trying to be a jinx or whatever, but if the Ravens don't make it to the Super Bowl, then I think that team has some serious things that need to figure out right now because like they to me look like the best team in the AFC. They had this stretch against the Niners and the Dolphins where things could kind of slow down a little but if they can't beat the chiefs at home in this year they can't beat some of these other teams especially i mean if they had the one seed then i think that i'm still not as confident in the ravens as other people like i know i know yes they're kind of the best team in the afc but well and i'm i'm not saying that i necessarily think that they will go to the super bowl i think that they should go to the super bowl yeah and i this season has played out I, yeah, and I don't know. I don't trust any teams in the AFC, and frankly, I don't trust anybody in the league outside of the Niners, and that, that's really it out, uh, outside of them. In the AFC, yeah, like the Chiefs, I, I've, I mentioned how much I don't like their receivers. Oh, Kadarius Tony blows. <laughs> that he interception. sucks. That interception was so bad. Oh, man. like He's, he's done it's that crazy. like three times Every... to Mahomes this year. Insane. Just right to him. Insane, right. Catch I know. the ball, I, that... dude. Um, yeah, and then I think the I, I, I even though I sort of gave up on them in the middle of the year, I feel like the I feel like the Bills are starting to. They're the team nobody wants to play. Yeah, they're the team that nobody wants in the playoffs because you know, realistically, their ceiling like how good they can be if they got their shit yeah. together. Uh, yeah, someone in the Pittsburgh media said that they're having like 05 Steelers vibes, you know, go into the season with high expectations, hit a wall, follow the playoff picture, yeah. but then rattle so off I, some wins late. And So Buffalo you know, could easily just be that team that comes out of nowhere and, and makes a run, yeah. but how much can you really trust them, especially when, right, I know, especially when their defense blows it uh, versus Philly, like the way they, yeah, like the way they did versus Philly and other games. And, and then the Jags you've just gone on about. And then, like, not like we're going to pick the Texans or Colts to make the Super Bowl or anything like that. No, or Joe Flacco leading the, the do- rounds the, 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 the Super Bowl. The Dolphins, uh, I mean, speaking of teams that only 
beat bad teams. Uh, they're like they're the Dolphins, biggest Cowboys. They're so fun to watch. <laughs> I, I love I love how that's a matchup uh, this week. Talk about right, two of the I biggest know. front runners in the league, and then just stink versus actual good Fraud teams. Watch, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, I I think that's a huge game for both of those teams to kind of like you know prove themselves and give some type of confidence. But again, when it comes to the Ravens at this point, it's like the way I'm talking about this is like sure. We don't trust any of these other teams. The problem with the Ravens is like, well, we've seen them fail in the playoffs every year. If they fail again in this year with against all these other teams, then I think that's it's that's to me is like, okay, there's some serious question marks about what this team is capable of and where their ceiling is. And um, you know, I don't know what they would necessarily do, but that's just how I'm looking at Baltimore right now. Is like, yes, because the rest of the conference has so many flaws, they feel like the one team that has the least amount of flaws and the one concern really is they have one playoff win in five six years right yeah that that's why i don't that's one of the reasons why i just don't trust them like i we haven't seen it in the playoffs at all and like lamar is doing it with he doesn't even have mark and i think that's a much bigger mm-hmm. loss than people realize <laughs> no I, I think it's a huge loss i agree and it would be big if he's able to come back at some point you know during the the playoffs i don't know how realistic it is based on you know the different reports that have come out but yeah so um and i guess last comment eagles have lost three in a row now so um how are you feeling about your uh preseason super bowl pick these days um i still i i genuinely still believe they're the second best team in the nfc i i really do believe that still uh I, you know my feelings on dallas because because they would be the third best team and then looking at the other teams uh, the Rams can make the playoffs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Matt Saffer's playing really well. I think the Seahawks, they should be a playoff team, but Geno hasn't been great this year. He's hurt, and they that, that, team, that team should be better than the way it is. But, yeah, they they did uh, win yesterday versus Philly. It's a huge win. Uh, good yeah. for them, even though Drew Locke sucked for 58 minutes and just uh, just happened <laughs> to show up in the— two yard game-winning yeah. touchdown. I like yeah. how the Eagles, even though— they witnessed uh, what Matt Patricia is like as a defensive coordinator in Super Bowl 52. They decided to make him the defensive coordinator, which is a really interesting choice there. That's uh, how down bad they are right now. Yeah, their secondary blows, especially Bradbury right now. That's the, yeah, that's the right. biggest concern for Philly is their secondary. They're giving up. There was a stretch versus San Francisco and Dallas where they're like, there was a point where 10 of their drives, they gave up nine touchdowns and a field goal. It, it Their def- their defense has been really concerning of, of late. So that's the biggest concern I have of Philly, but I still, not that I fully trust them, but just looking at the NFC, like the Niners are in their own tier, but I, I, just, I still genuinely believe that they're the, the next team in that, in the, in that conference. Okay, Even I'll if they're on a three-game losing streak, I didn't give yeah, up on the Niners when they were on a three-game losing streak, and look <laughs> no, at them now. And like, I'm yeah, not going to give right. up on the Eagles on a three-game uh, losing streak. No, that's that's uh, I'll, I'll let Kenny talk here first. Well, I felt I felt okay about the Eagles losing to the Niners and the Cowboys, but yet yeah, losing to the Seahawks, eh, I don't feel super confident in them at this point. I would still put them top three in the NFC. I'd probably put Dallas ahead of them at the moment. Uh, given given how Dallas has been lately, yeah, and and, um, and especially their, head to head, especially against the Eagles. especially getting yeah. their uh, ass kicked uh, versus Buffalo, and <laughs> yeah, and, no, uh, well, that was a showing, bad loss. I know, showing uh, what they're really yeah. like against an, uh, a good team, even if Buffalo's not, you know, they're a bunch of chokers. But, I mean, the Eagles did that against the Niners and the Cowboys. Jo- so. Yeah, and Josh Allen threw right. for under a hundred <laughs> passing yards, and uh, they 
smoke them. I know. James Cook just running all over them. Yeah. Losing, to me, it's just like losing to Buffalo is not as bad as losing to Seattle, to me. You know, even just to look at the, this week um, and just, yeah, the losing to, like I say, the, the 49ers and the Cowboys isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, toss in the Seahawks and you have the three-game losing streak, but it's even if you don't have the Seahawks in there, you have to be able to win those games, you know? And, yeah, the we have the head-to-head with the Cowboys uh, in recent memory, but... I don't know. I just feel like the Eagles are trending down while the Cowboys are trending up. Lost to the lost to the Bills, you know, just not thinking about that. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think it's at least close two and three with the Eagles and Cowboys. Um yeah, Did you see could... the, the Manning cast video no, with Christian no. McCaffrey? Oh, I, so... I, I I actually watched it right before we started this and yeah, yeah he, he he made it seem like the Eagles offense is a little too predictable and Right. He called a play more or less exactly. He said a Jalen Hurts run to the left with the tight end block. It was a run to the right, but you know, it's close and enough. Six and yeah, exactly. It was it, that's how predictable the offense is. To me, my my thing with the Eagles is like something feels different about this team compared to last year. Shane Sykin and Jonathan Gannon are gone. I mean, I, I think that's just the reality is they the defense and the offense have both taken some level of a step back. I think the offense a lot of that is Jalen Hurts, his health, whether it's you know being sick or injured or yeah, the th- year. That, that I think a... that plays a role. But Brian Johnson is not Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen, I mean, the, the, him and D'Amico Ryan's Week 18 might be Coach of the Year Bowl if one of them gets in the playoffs over the other. I mean, he's been awesome with the Colts. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon, I know the Cardinals, you know, have obviously been a, not a very good football team, but I think it's pretty clear that the defensive side of the ball, Matt Patricia just became promoted to defensive coordinator, like you were just talking about. Like, that's my biggest issues there. That's my biggest concern. Matt Patricia being the defensive uh, coordinator. That's, that's and that like, shows you how bad Sean Asai was. That, you know, they turned the reins to Patricia. He so. let, they let, you know what? Going back on what Kenny's point was about okay, they lost to they lost to San Francisco, they lost to Dallas, two good teams, but and I st- I still think Seattle's good. I still think they should be better than what their record shows. But yeah, Drew Locke, two minute dr- yeah, right. two it's minute two minute Smith. drive. You uh, let that guy win on you. And how about I mean, how about I, get the f back and make sure he doesn't throw over you with uh, to that because even though it right. was a nice throw to JSN. That was kind of pretty. That was pretty bad coverage, and I don't yeah. know. I feel like the coverage could have been a lot better on that play as well. Right, and I think honestly, the reality is we're basically debating who we think is most likely to lose to the Niners by three touchdowns. The United States, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Philly, much. Dallas, Detroit. You know, <laughs> maybe Tampa if Baker Mayfield stays hot. Like I don't know. It's just it's, I it's agree. A fight it's, for, it's a big. It's drop a fight off. for second, honestly. Yeah, the way it looks right, right. now. Right. I mean, you know, like the Niners disaster could strike at any moment and you take away like multiple of those pieces like we saw earlier in the year but you know assuming that they're able to avoid a multitude of significant injuries it's just hard to put a team you know and anywhere close to them right now just given what we've been seeing week after week after week Uh, one thing to mention you know because we've uh certainly talked you know max uh 30 minutes like we agreed on football (laughs) yeah uh, this is always inevitable um I, I will say when I when I listened to the most recent episode, uh, when you guys were talking about the Niners and Eagles, I will say I I, <laughs> I have to stand by my point on what I said back in August that uh, it wouldn't have mattered if Brock Purdy, uh, if he was healthy or not, the Eagles were going to win that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean after seeing what happened in 
that game where the Niners smoked the Eagles. I'm not going to go as far as say, oh, well, if Brock Purdy, you know, didn't get hurt, the Niners are going to win. But I certainly was would say that if 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 Brock Purdy was healthy in that game, it would have been a very competitive game. How about that? I'm not going to say, oh, yep. one team would have won over the other. Now, I mean, <laughs> like I I, yeah, will, right. I, I will fully admit the... that point was 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 wrong to say. <laughs> Uh, well, the there. I don't know. I I agree with what you were saying overall in that, but mm-hmm. I also can understand like oh, like being upset. Like you know, not even giving the Niners a chance. Like we lost our quarterback in the first quarter of the game. I also think that the Eagles are not the same team as last year. Just even True. you know the coaching yeah. staff is different. Like there's you know there's some changes on the personnel. They lost some guys in free agency. They're not as good as a team last year. The 49ers are pretty similar to the same team and might even be better given that Brock Purdy, the way that he's played this year. He has year. a full so. year. McCaffrey has a full year. Yeah. I, I, I know, he's a, I know like, he's a running back, but he's uh, like he's kind of the exception at that position. Where right. You know, he's the MVP, whole uh, Rashard Mendenhall, I, I, I all white should, versus I think all black team. He, he's, he's the MVP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he certainly would be a, th- that that he's meme a, of the longest yard. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, where it gets yeah. the helmet off. Right. That's how a white man uh, runs a football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that with Christian McCaffrey or someone just saying no, that's what Joe, Joey Bosa would do after he breaks off a run. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, yes, we did go go over here. No, um, really. You know, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, no. You know what? It's it's fun talking about football. But, yeah, and, um, and we did talk about a lot of other stuff. And yeah, we did. Yeah, your whole Hawaii trip and stuff. I mean, yeah. It's still forty five minutes on NFL Week fifteen, and you're right. like, I watched one game. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's 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 so hard, I'm, especially I'm when all thirty two teams are playing. I, I love football, but at the same time, it, it's it was kind of nice to just have a break and not even right. Like no, I because there's a I lot totally of bad football that. out there right now. Yeah, and it was, maybe it was kind of nice to just constantly uh, like not constantly think about like all oh, the patriots and they stink and they gotta do this mm-hmm. they gotta do that and it was kind of nice just for a couple of weeks just to not even i mean not think about it like i'm thinking about it but like not totally being in the zone with football especially with just how the product this year with all the injuries like especially a quarterback it's not been great this year <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm so glad that I love football and watch it pretty regularly, yeah. but there are definitely times where I'm jealous of people who they don't have their Sunday. It's like, oh, am I going to watch it at home? Am I going to go out somewhere? Like having to follow your fantasy teams and everything. It would be ni- It's nice to be able to unplug a little. I went bowling on Sunday. I uh, I watched movies and stuff, but I was still like on my phone keeping up with my fantasy teams and checking the scores. Oh, yeah. like I when, I, when I was at the airport on Sunday, I'd still look at my phone and you know see see the scores and who's mm-hmm. doing well or not well in fantasy that too so i, I i'm kind yeah. of the same way <laughs> all right so anyway with that let's uh let's get to the the meat of our episode here and that is our 2023 year in review for sports and pop culture uh we'll of course start out with sports um you know continue where we've been so this is something that I love doing it every year. It's fun being able to look back and on like the different things that happen, you know, the big ones, some of the little things you might have forgotten. So um, our categories are pretty much similar to uh, what we've had the, the past couple of years here. I think it's more or less um, a copy paste of, of last year's categories. So with that, let's kind of jump into it and we'll start with our team of the year. 
So I'm going to try to go last in all of these. I'll let you two kind of go back and forth on the side. Um, I do have some backup answers. I think we've talked about it. There's some of these where we might not be afraid to do duplicates if there's a, a really clear-cut answer that we want to go with. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There there are some categories where I'd rather go second, last or second after after Kenny for some of these. Mm-hmm. This one I'd like to go first. Okay. Uh, I will say last... I'm not gonna have as fun of a team for this choice as last because I oh man those uh, those peak Saint those St. Peter's Peacocks were awesome last year, uh, being a 15 seed making it all the way to lead eight and upsetting all these real legit good teams, uh, that that was so fun last year. But I'm gonna pick like an actual good team that actually won it all in their league. I'm gonna go with the Denver Nuggets. I I, I think yeah, they. I had a feeling that was where you're going here. Yeah, I think it's a team that dominated from start to finish but not only that but they were even though they were one seed i don't I don't want to say they're underdogs but there were doubters including myself as much yeah. as i love Jokic, as much as i i, I like denver I, i'm not gonna act like i was fully fully bought in to them because uh, you think like oh well they're fun right now and they're winning all these games but like wait till the playoffs and they actually face good teams and didn't even matter. They dominated. They do- they dominated the Suns. Uh, well, not the series, but like once it got to Game Six, they did. And then it's like, oh, now they're going to face the Lakers with two superstars of LeBron and Anthony Davis. How are they going to fare against them? They s- swept them, which was fun to watch. And then once it got to that, the NBA Finals, especially with the Celtics losing. Um, <laughs> once it was Denver, Miami. Yeah, they were. That's when I was like, all right, like they're winning it all this year, and. Fun team to watch, and it's great for it's great that in the NBA of all leagues that that it wasn't you know some super team, and it was a right. team that like yep. actually drafted these guys and stuck with these guys because Jamal Murray, like, he was someone that has dealt with a lot of injuries and um, they didn't give up on him and he was definitely a vital part of their team. But but of course Nicole Jokic, <laughs> love me some Jokic. Best, I've always loved Jokic. Yeah, best player in basketball. Yeah, so. and to see him win a championship is pretty cool even if <laughs> even if he wasn't totally enthusiastic <laughs> about winning uh, it's like oh well the job's done now we can go home yeah time to go time <laughs> to go back to serbia it's like, with his horses what what day is the parade oh my god i want to go home <laughs> oh my god so uh yeah great fun team to watch so uh yeah that's my choice for best team yeah yeah it's a solid choice so kenny why don't you go here yeah uh if if you listen to last year's uh, recap episode, you'll know that I'm quite biased toward football. Uh, most of my non-football knowledge actually comes from listening to He's Done It. Uh, cool. So <laughs> so uh, you know if I have uh, I, I'm not I'm not choosing a, a, an NFL team here, um, but it's I had to do my research. Uh, I'm going with Manchester City, the oh, wow. other kind of football. That team. was who I was going to go with, and wow. I did not think it was possible that either of <laughs> you would pick them. <laughs> yeah, well, because, you know, like I say, I, I mostly focus on the NFL, and I, I uh-huh. don't love any of the teams. You know, looking back at earlier in the year with the Super Bowls, I was like, nah, the the, the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Eagles. So I, I looked elsewhere, and I, I found some records that, that Man City had this year. Uh, they won, as I guess it's called the treble, yeah. uh, which is where they win, win uh, three different, uh, three three different championships. Yeah, they three. Beat the so premier. the premier. So basically, you win your country's league. You win right. your. Uh, well, I guess sorry. You win. You win your league. You win your country, and you win mm-hmm. your continent. 
So they won the English Premier League, they won the FA Cup, and then they won yep. the UEFA Champions League. Right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, uh, they. I think the only team to have done that before was Manchester United? In in uh, England, yes. They're the second England. team. Okay. Yeah, so it's, I think so, it's happened yeah, so. 30 times across other countries. Okay. But, yeah, the, only twice in England. And, I mean, that's the top league in, in the sport right? The so, EP, yeah. in the world. And, 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 like I say, I don't follow soccer, uh, you know, European football. Uh, but I, I know that Manchester United has historically been a powerhouse, or at least as far as I know. So to have it be Manchester City, I don't know, kind of cool. Uh, yeah. good, happy for them. Uh, and I didn't have to say an NFL team. so Which I, I thought for sure you were going to pick the Chiefs, and then I'd be able to come in here off the board with Manchester City. Nope. So, no, nah, the Chiefs I, have been struggling too much. I know. Right, right, which is like why I didn't necessarily want to go with them. I was going to stick with Manchester City as well. Um, yeah. I, I appreciate us going with the same answer here right away. But, yeah, it's one of those things where I, as a kid, would watch Sports Center and I would see – who wins in variety of sports and when it was the same person or same team winning all the time, I would start rooting against them. And when I found out that there was another <laughs> Manchester team to counter Manchester United, I kind of started pulling for Manchester City. Uh, at this point, Manchester City is the new Manchester United. They win every year. They have all this crazy money from the Middle East that is uh, helping mm. them out. But this was the first time they were able to win the Champions League. Uh, first time they won the treble. So I, I think it's fair. In a year where it doesn't feel like there's a ton of amazing answers, how about a team that won three championships in one year? I think they're they're a good one to go with here. So um, Man, I'm also going to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, I... I mean, I, I will say the fact that you picked Manchester City here gives me confidence that you're not just going to go with, you know, obscure NFL moments and right. things. Which uh, I kind of did last year, I think. Right. I know. It was a little too too much uh, NFL yeah. theme with occasional, like, messy because the World Cup happened, like, three days right. earlier. So oh, That was, like, my one soccer thing. I mean, I didn't pick yeah, it, right. but I was, uh, I was thinking about it. That was such a good game. <laughs> that final, yeah. that World Cup final. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, I guess with that, let's jump into our best game of the year here. Uh, Kenny, you go first. Sure. Uh, I once again had to research. Um, I did not watch this game, but uh, based on I, I, I checked out highlights, and uh, it's only the second time it's happened that a 16 seed beat a one seed in the NCAA Men's March Madness tournament. Uh, so I went with FDU beating Purdue in the first round. Uh, it's it's crazy to me that this uh, that this is ha- that this didn't happen for so long, and now it's happened twice in five years. It reminds me of the uh, <laughs> sorry to bring us back to the NFL, but it reminds me of the the no team hosting the Super Bowl. Uh, in their in their home stadium, and then the the Buccaneers do it and win, and then the next year the Rams did it. Right. Uh, it's just funny to me how like streaks are broken, and then it sometimes seems to open the floodgates. Mm-hmm. So I don't. You know, I don't pay attention to college basketball. Uh, I do March Madness every year, and my one rule is always don't pick a 16 seed. <laughs> I, I might think about it now. You uh-huh. know, twice in five years. Uh, so it's 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 less exciting that it wasn't the first time, but it's exciting too to see maybe a trend starting, or maybe it's two times and it'll never happen again. Who knows? That's yeah. that's what's exciting to me. 
Right. And I, I like that it's only the second time. I mean, I'm at the point where I think the 15 over two upset happens way too much that I, it's not Fair, special yeah. anymore. I mean, it feels like almost every year. And yes, I know yeah, every I, time I've picked a the, two seed, they go to the final four. Yeah. But... Fi- 15 <laughs> over two is not special anymore. 15 making it to the elite eight. That's special. Yes, that was something. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That was that was very much standing out. Um, I mean, this year we had a 15 seed in the Sweet 16 with with Princeton. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, look, that that was a a good game uh, for sure, and I'm um, just have definitely a noteworthy one, even though it was just the second time. Like 16 seeds are what two and 150 or something yeah. like that all time. So, uh, you know, it's it's very very rare. All right, so for mine, uh, Kenny made this point that he has a bias towards football. I'll admit this is kind of where my football bias comes in because, okay. The biggest game in the biggest sport, Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. That was a lot of back and forth, uh, high scoring game, and it came down to the very end. Granted, the penalty was not yeah. the greatest. Yeah, not the right. Not the greatest way to end a game. So it's it's a little bit of a sour way uh, how that game ended. But at the same time, like that that, that was a very entertaining game uh, between two teams that. I'm not exactly a fan of. I don't. I don't. Well, I kind of hate the Eagles, but mostly because of one specific game, a different Super Bowl. But I don't know. Very entertaining game between <laughs> two great offenses, two great quarterbacks, and it came down to the very end. And it's the biggest game in the biggest sport. So I'm a little bit biased towards that, but that's the choice I'm going to go with. Yeah, I-, I couldn't pick it because I hate both teams, and the, the penalty was. Perhaps I'll talk more about the penalty later, but yeah, I it it was it I didn't like the way it ended, and uh, I was never gonna like the way it ended because I I hate the Eagles because of because of the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and I hate the Chiefs because they're they're the the golden child of the NFL, uh, and I it's not it's not the Patriots. Yeah, Although I, the Patriots I, were never. The, I guess another thing is it doesn't it doesn't bother child. me as much as other Patriots fans about like yeah. how they're the team now. They have the golden but it's guy the, at quarterback. The, what doesn't it's not it's that but the thing for me is the, the with the chiefs is that i don't see the hatred and granted i'm on the other side of it so who knows but the patriots when the patriots were good everyone hated them so much and i don't see that for the chiefs and it's not fair see Why it's starting to get, get there it's start I yeah i'm with Corey that it's starting well, a little then like, that's good obviously it's not nearly as well, it hasn't been as right. you know. There's time. the Patriots. There's there was time. way yeah. more controversy with them, right? And uh, they that, had more that success. Certainly played a role, and also just Boston. I think that you know it's a very yeah. And the Kansas City's in like the Kansas middle City. of nowhere. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> so so yeah. are the Patriots in a way, but but they're associated with Boston, well, like like you said, Corey. Foxborough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, right. I mean, people loved the Red Sox in 2004, breaking the curse, and then they instantly became the most hated team in baseball, like almost right after that, after getting that first World Series win, because, oh, yeah, this is Boston. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it, but there's definitely a lot of people who are like, okay, Chiefs get all the calls, like Mahomes is annoying, the the reaction yeah. to that loss to the Bills, that definitely got a lot of heat. You know, people, it, you had, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift dynamic. That's certainly polarizing. And, you know, people hating the the love that she's getting and everything from uh, the Swifties. So, All right, let's not yeah. run down the list too much. I'm sorry. Say. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. No, it, look, I, I apologize. But anyway, my best game here, um, I've had, I, I was coming up, trying to come up with a few different options here. And um, this is one that 
I don't know that I'm 100% convinced that this is truly the best game, but I got to find a way to talk about this team and particularly this coach somehow. And that is Colorado beating Colorado State 43-35 to in double overtime back in September. Deion Sanders, I mean, he's time sportsman of the year. And I, I could have given him a, a similar type of award here down the line. But I think that this game is one worth talking about. It was a 10 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. Went until 2 a.m. I found myself staying up watching this game. I know most of the country did. And we're talking about Colorado and Colorado State. You had both ESPN College Game Day and Fox Noon big kick, kickoff in this one. Uh, all of these like big uh, you know, time celebrities in the crowd, Little Wayne, The Rock, uh, Colorado State gets off to this shocking early lead, and then Colorado ultimately pulls off this big comeback, wins in double overtime. You have Travis Hunter, arguably the best player in college football, getting hurt on a cheap shot play by a Colorado State defender. It's just, uh, to me, this was just a, a huge moment for college football early in the season. Everyone's like, Colorado, look at this team. Like, they're a dark horse playoff contender. And then the wheels immediately fall off. They lose eight out of nine games, finish four and eight. Not very much better than the one and 11 record they had last season. But I think at this game, early in the season, just competitive back and forth really fun one and uh, college football certainly had a, a few games you could have gone with here but I think that ultimately this is just a, an excuse to make sure that you know Dion and his program get talked about in this segment and I think that uh you know that, that's a game that I enjoyed watching for sure so I, I feel comfortable making it my best game of the year so with that let's uh move on to our biggest superstar I kind of hate my choice because he might not even be the biggest superstar on his team. <laughs> but well, when you win the Super Bowl and you date the biggest <laughs> celebrity on planet Earth in Taylor Swift and you're not only on you're not only popular in the sports world but now you're popular in just the regular celebrity world and you're on People magazine uh in Travis Kelsey, uh I I have to give major props to him when you when you when you're Winning the biggest, uh, you know, the, the biggest award in football in the Super Bowl, and and you date Taylor Swift in one year, that's yeah, major, major, major props. Uh, so he might not even, not even the biggest superstar in his team, uh, <laughs> let alone uh, sports. But that's that's who I'm gonna go with, uh, which that's kind of crazy coming from me, but uh, that's who I'm gonna go with. It makes sense. Good answer. Yeah, I don't. Uh... I don't care about the Taylor Swift thing. Not in the, not in the angry way that a lot of people, like I'm not angry about it. I just, it just doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't like Travis Kelsey. I don't like the chiefs. Oh, I don't like him either, but, but man, like, but like, but, but him dating Taylor Swift doesn't make me like him more like Taylor Swift this year. I found out that I, uh, like some of her music. She was in my top five Spotify wrapped artists, which was insane. Oh, wow. to me. She, she was Hit, number five. Well, you also listened to like 300 the... Taylor Swift songs yeah, in 48 hours. It was hours. for this podcast. Tra- yeah. Travis Kelsey's uh, jersey numbers went way up. His popularity yeah. went way well, up I mean, because sure, of this. But <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. When I when I when I thought about this question, I I was thinking more about uh, the sports side of it. Uh, I yep. guess because yeah, it's it is crazy uh, how how uh, influential it was that that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift were dating, and that so many people who didn't care about football were watching. But I don't think that's thanks to Travis Kelsey. It, you know, 
Uh, it's, it's thanks to Taylor Swift. So for, for my biggest superstar, I went with a different NFL player who uh, has, has been having quite a season. Uh, I actually didn't see any update this week, uh, to be honest, but uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, don't, I don't like him. He's got a lot of <laughs> off the field issues that are, that are bad. Uh, I don't like uh, the guy as a person. But he, I mean, he's he's had a crazy season. Uh, like I said, I haven't checked the numbers, but I know he's been racing for that two thousand yard season, uh, trying to get it in in sixteen games, uh, so that people won't, you know, try to throw an asterisk on there. And I I, I think the MVP award is is stupid, but uh, it, largely in part that I don't think uh, Tyreek Hill will be considered for it because he's not a which i think is absurd it should be which is why it's a stupid it, like just make should, a different quarterback it should be award. between so brock purdy obviously deserves to be in the conversation given that I he's the leading candidate I agree. but i think mccaffrey and tyree kill should have serious consideration as well even though they're not yeah, I mean, pretty straight up said mccaffrey should be mvp I mean, yeah. that, I agree. I don't think I don't think Purdy is the most valuable player on his team, let alone in the league. You right. know, and people I've I, I, on a different podcast I was listening to, they were talking about how uh, when Purdy started getting good, it was the same time that McCaffrey joined the team, and people don't really talk about that. Uh, I, I I just there's so many, and this is why I think the award is stupid because there's so many pieces of that of that San Francisco team. Uh, I don't think it does come down to one person, and and. If it does, yeah, I understand why people go to the quarterback. But again, that's why I think it should just they should make a quarterback award or just say this is a quarterback award uh, because it almost always who was it Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson the last Adrian one Peterson I think so yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's just it's just silly uh, but if it were I don't know if it were a, a more uh, you know sensible award I think Tyreek Hill would absolutely be in the running uh, he's he's had a crazy season I think he is the MVP of his team. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think his season's been crazy. Uh, didn't have a good non-football answer for this. Well, I had alternatives, but I just think Tyree Kill has has done crazy things this season. Yeah, no, and I, I think uh, what Brock Purdy, like his MVP case, reminds me similar to Jalen Hurts' last year. Not that Jalen Hurts wasn't a great player, but it just felt like he was on this amazing team surrounded by all this talent. And it's like, okay, how much of this really is on just the quarterback versus just being like, he's a quarterback of a really great team while being really great himself. But there's so many other guys who, you know, maybe not directly in the race like McCaffrey is, but feeling like he is. The the thing with Hertz is that he's also much bigger, (laughs) much more physical and runs while Purdy's. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot smaller, the last pick in the draft and, uh, it's a better. I get story what you're saying, but it's it's uh, not the same. Purdy's per, per, one cool guy we never even heard think... of before. Like, Jalen Hurts was no, playing it... in the national championship game twice. Yeah, right. And well, I don't. Brock Purdy was it. like, no one knew, knew him wasn't. until yeah. he started. Yeah. But the, yeah. is that what the award's about? Is it the? Oh, it's it's the not. Best. The, is it the underdog award? You know, like I just don't. Right. Yeah, Brock Purdy's a cool story, but does he deserve MVP? No, I don't think so. But again, I think the award's stupid, so I don't really. <laughs> it, I don't really care. See, yeah. I think he uh, does deserve to be in the conversation, and but like Corey sure. said, no, and he I really said, benefits being okay. on the best team, right. and being the quarterback. Right. I I thought that Jalen Hurts deserved to be in the conversation, but I think that Patrick Mahomes was the deserving MVP, and he is my biggest superstar this year. I know Travis Kelsey has Taylor Swift, but Mahomes. 
league MVP, Super Bowl MVP, quarterback, the whole Netflix series, like that blew up. I, I know this season has not been very great, but I mean, it hasn't been great for Kelsey either. Like the whole team oh, is together, like, yeah, nine and five. But yeah, see, of Mahomes, course, it's the see, off the I was thinking about picking Mahomes, uh, but it's like. All right, like let's go. Let's go really off the board and no, pick, and that, pick someone right. on his own team, not even him. I himself. think that, yeah, I say I think that both of them have strong cases here. There were a couple of non NFL players I talked, or I was prepared to go with, but uh, yeah, I do think that Patrick Mahomes to me, this would have been a slam dunk if we did this in August or you know even in July, like at the ESPYS. But oh yeah, you know, like, that would I pick Travis Kelsey in August? No, uh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> like it's a lot of it has to do with who he's then. dating. <laughs> Right, right. No, and I think it's totally fair. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think both of those guys are very much deserving of this. Um, And then, you know, former Chief Tyree Kill. So this team, you know, I know this year hasn't gone as great, but you do kind of have to acknowledge what happened at the beginning of 2023, even if that was, you know, the 2022 NFL season. So uh, I think, you know, just between what he did winning the Super Bowl and everything that's come out of it, you know, the whole Netflix thing as well, I think it's just really elevated him um, even more than he already was. So. That's why he's my answer here. But interesting that we did three different uh, NFL. Yeah, players. right. Uh, uh, meanwhile, I was I was just looking. Did Tyreek Hill not play this week? He did not. No, he didn't play. So he's not okay. gonna. I, I was gonna was make that comment. He can't. Yeah, make, like I said, I yeah. didn't. I didn't check uh, on uh, how, what happened this week. So right. Well, it's similar maybe, to TJ Watt. Seventeen games. Yeah, TJ Watt didn't play seventeen games. He played fourteen and a half games when he tied Michael Strahan's sack record. So right. versus Cooper Cup playing all seventeen games, and you know that that is. Yeah, and after yeah, that, that season, if a, count, if, a, but... if a non-quarterback wasn't going to win MVP that year, like, I've just I've never felt confident in a in a yeah, non-quarterback ever right. winning again if if, if he yeah, wasn't going to win is, that year. I know it's it is silly to think about. Um, I, I guess you know, speaking of MVP, one guy I considered in the spot, Ronald Cunha Jr., forty seventy season that was incredible. But his team also lost in the first round of the playoffs, so yeah. that kind of knocked him down for me. It, it does. So. Um, anyway, let's move forward with a breakthrough athlete. So then Kenny's uh, up this time. Yeah, I can get us started. Um, another player who I don't, I, I apologize. It's a bad week for this, but I was a little bit out of, out of touch with the NFL, uh, this week, but I'm, I'm, uh, continuing our NFL talk here with another player who I don't believe played this week, uh, in CJ Stroud. Um, he, I mean, I, don't remember my exact thoughts but i mean i think people were excited about him at the start of the year but not to this level uh i think that he unfortunately for me uh started to kick off against jacksonville um i don't remember what week it was but when they lost big to the texans and people didn't realize yet that the texans were yeah so people it was like wow the jaguars lost to the texans uh turns out the texans were good um and i think it's really uh, unfortunate for the Panthers that they jumped the Texans and got um, Bryce Young, who you know could still be something. But so far this season, the guy has been C.J. Stroud, um, and yeah, I don't know. I think that there, are, I I mean, kind of every year in the NFL, there's going to be good options for this kind of thing. But to me, C.J. Stroud looks like he is he's going to be. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for quite a while. So, uh, he was my, my first pick for this. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic answer. I was high on CJ Stroud in his career. Did not expect him to be as good as he is right away as a rookie. So I, uh, I love watching the, uh, NCAA, uh, tournament every year. 
but I don't really watch the women's tournament until mm-hmm. this past year because yeah. Caitlin Clark is fun to watch. <laughs> and I'm sure, Corey, you know all about it because she kind of single-handedly beat your team that was undefeated yep. all year and lost in the Final Four uh, matchup, that which was a really fun game to watch as well. And... She's really the reason why I watched more uh, college women's basketball. Uh, not 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 that I watched She's, a lot, but I did watch uh, more than I usually would because I don't typically watch it. But uh, I was genuinely uh, interested in watching because pretty much because of her. Yeah, definitely she's a so fun much player fun to, watch to watch with all the threes that she makes and how she affects the game on especially offensively. Really, uh, just putting up so much, so many, so so much good numbers uh, shooting wise that she was definitely fun to watch, and she pretty much sparked the single handedly, not single handedly, but pretty much single handedly uh, sparked the interest in women's college yep. women's basketball. Uh, Absolutely. Pretty much because of her. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, she, I was surprised yeah. that I thought for at first I thought you were gonna go with Angel Reese potentially um, no. with LSU actually beating yeah. Caitlin Clark. Uh, no, I think both of them could have worked here. But yeah, I mean, I I'm such a fan of Caitlin Clark. I think she's a very fun player to watch, and um, she's definitely someone who you know when I see Iowa women's basketball on TV, it's like all right, let's let's keep an eye on this one and, and see if she does something amazing because ever since her freshman year, it felt like she was just casually dropping 35 foot three pointers. And uh, yeah, I think that's another great answer here. I'll say I'm a little surprised that neither of you, you know, after talking about him so much, just said Brock Purdy in this spot. Um, <laughs> I, well, I you kind of broke know, out last year, guess. even though he's having an MVP yeah, right, year exactly. this year. I know it, it is. It is an interesting one. Um, I'm going to go different sport that we have not talked about yet. And um, someone who I think if you're an NHL fan, you were very much aware of this player but um i think that the way that he performed in the playoffs was unreal that's matthew kachok of the florida panthers i know his team lost in the stanley cup finals but between him and sergey bobrovsky like those two took this team from barely making the playoffs all the way to the stanley cup finals and bobrovsky's you know let's let's be honest about him matthew kachok i think he's someone he hasn't even that been all that great this season here but that that playoff run he had i was super impressed with the guy i think he you know you know i know brian it's kind of a sore subject with you but i think you know what they they did beating the bruins beating the maple leafs and then you know beating the Hurricanes, sweeping them i think it was a really impressive effort by the panthers and kachok was you know at, at the the center of that um we'll never know who would have won the con smythe if florida didn't completely collapse against Vegas between him and Bobrovsky, but Kachuk, I think, to me, uh, definitely put on a, a fantastic performance, and um, he's certainly becoming a a household name among you know fans who have any interest in hockey. If uh, you were keeping up with the playoffs last year, that is unfortunately a really good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that, let's move forward with best moment. Um. I, 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 Kenny, do you want to go for? I know, I know, we're going back and forth, but I, I kind of want to hear Kenny's answer first for this one. Okay. Oh, I have a really stupid one. <laughs> That's kind of why I want you to go first. Compare, <laughs> how does it compare to the butt punt? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's. I think it's worse. I think it's worse oh, because man. because it's because it's it's kind of a bad moment. Uh, but I liked it. Uh, and it's this is again. You know, I started out strong, but my NFL bias is coming in, and. Uh, uh, and it's also recency bias, but 
Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid melting down over Canary's oh Tony being offsides <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> I loved it. It was just just to see just to see these two grown men getting so upset and Patrick Mahomes just melting down on the field because because one call didn't go his way for once. Like I say, I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Patrick Mahomes, the Golden Boy. So it's nice to just see him. He it's nice to see him be the villain. Uh, and and everyone hated him for at least a couple days, and it was just, you know, it, it and it's I don't, I I've heard both sides of this, and I understand people being upset about, um, the the amount of penalties that are called in football, but the, but the flag was correct, the penalty was correct. I know it was a cool play. The flag was thrown before the play. Like you just have to live with that. There's just nothing to do. And and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you know, to be upset on the field, I get. To to be upset after the game when you're talking to Josh Allen, grow up. To go to the podium yeah. after the game and still complain about it, and to say that, oh, the refs are humans, they make mistakes. This wasn't a mistake. You know, you cannot like the rule book, but this was by the book. Uh and so it was just nice to see. It was just it was just nice to see, you know, and like I say, I, I'm sorry, because this is probably a bad answer to the question, but uh <laughs> it was it was fun for me. It was fun for me to witness that. All right. No, I mean, I I get it, and that's yeah. It, it was an interesting moment. It's very talked about. Recency bias, sure, but yeah. I mean, if if you hate the or if you even just don't like how the Chiefs have gotten all like you know the special preferences, I'm sure it was kind of satisfying in some ways, but also very frustrating. A lot of people are very much out on yeah. on those guys because of that. When I was doing research for this question, I, when I was looking at some of the best moments of this season part of me is like uh like it's it's really cool or it's uh, i but i didn't care for it or i didn't watch it when it happened and blah 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 and especially after hearing kenny's answer i'm gonna go with a fun one that probably no not many people remember unless if you watch college basketball but uh i'm gonna go with a different clark (laughs) and in the men's game in the very beginning of the tournament, we saw Furman versus Virginia. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a play like this is one of the reasons why I love college basketball because Virginia, they look like they had the game in hand. And all of a sudden, uh, a different Clark uh, on Virginia throws this terrible pass. You could put this in biggest mistake too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought about this. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. I, d- I don't have it. Oh, no, okay. 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 It, but, but he throws this air uh, pass to half court. Furman, a uh, guy on Furman steals it. And then he passes it to Pegues, the guy who takes the shot from like 30 yeah. plus feet away. And I'm thinking, is this actually going to happen? Is this actually going to go in? And then what do you know? It actually goes in. And Kevin Harlan made such a great call on that play, and it was like literally like one of the if one of the first, if not the first game of the tournament. Right, I think it, it was either the first or second game of the tournament. Yeah, and and I had firm in my bracket, and, and and I don't know, just outside of that one year, outside of 2019, Virginia sucks in the tournament. <laughs> and they, they don't uh-huh. ever play. And what's amazing, you know, we talked about it in 2019. He was the guy who threw the pass to Diakite right, to, that, to save keep them Virginia alive to, against Purdue. Right. So, so as great of a play as that was, had, right. uh, it was horrible play by him, but made for such a cool moment that uh, that's my favorite moment of this. Uh, that's yeah. my favorite moment. <laughs> that was such a yeah. wild, like five to ten second play. Right. 
Oh, I know. And I was on the opposite end of it. It's it one of those things where it's like, I didn't really care that Virginia lost in the grand scheme of things. And it's yes, it's, it's like no big deal. It, 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 it's, right. it's not... It's not a big deal. It's the first oh, round, no, but it's like that right out of the gate. On. It's like, wow. Like, like <laughs> right. It's so amazing. Uh, Such a great start to the tournament already. That, that's yeah. why I love college basketball in March slash April. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that that is a, another solid choice. Like There, there are probably a, a few different moments that you could have gone with uh, within the NCAA tournament. Um, so here's one. I mean, you're like researching moments. So I'm curious if this is one that just didn't pop up for you or if you have some kind of, no, like there, there are some serious choices that like, all right. So I'll, do you want me to just say them now? Just because I could have well, gone. No, Cause I want to, oh, okay. Cause I, I know mine first. Yeah. So I'll say, um, I'm definitely not, I'm glad that you didn't pick this because I might've had to say LeBron breaking. the. Yep. NBA that was the record, other one. That I was did not like, I was with. looking through and I see LeBron uh-huh. breaking the record. Like, they lost. It's, a, game, it's a cool so. record, but he did in the yeah. third quarter. They lost the game, right. uh-huh. and, and it's like everyone's on the like. Literally, everyone's like this, probably for good reason yep. with their phones. But it's just yeah, right. I know it, it is a cool. It have, is uh, cool moment. It is a very impressive the, the record. Center calling for the ball. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, it's a very very impressive record, and I, I seriously yeah, considered picking right. it, but it's like. I don't want to. Pick I don't it. want to pick it. It's regular season, no. third quarter. They lost anyway. Like. Yep. Part of me is like it's great, but at the same time, part of me is like, who gives? Who cares? Right. I don't. I don't care. I. I'm not a LeBron fan. I think I've made that pretty clear. But you know, there we go. We're saying that was a moment. That, that was one I was considering. Put. Yes. 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 So the the a real answer that I'm going to go with here is Michael Block's hole in one on the 15th of the PGA Championship. Okay, that's a good one. That, that is a good one. That was incredible. I mean, this guy, he's a golf pro. Which basically just means, you know, he's a professional golfer, but he's not he's not a PGA tour like anything like that. He just happened to like win a tournament and get a chance to play in the PGA championship. Very little expectation for the guy. He ended up finishing top fifteen. Now he's gonna get to play next year. Uh, and, you know, ultimately this this one shot, a hole in one, the only hole in one of the tournament, uh, in a, a major championship. I, I think that was such an incredible moment. Just the reactions and everything you got out of it. Um, this guy, he became a superstar overnight, and uh, I think some people started to sour on him as he kind of got a little full of himself out of that it. That he'd be the best least... golfer in the world if he could hit it a little further. Right. Yeah, that's a, it's a yeah. little, it's a little too far. Yeah, and then <laughs> he proceeded to finish in dead last. Yeah, in the next like tournament, thirteen he over par. Part- in the next tournament yeah but in that moment you know on that sunday i thought that was just an incredible thing just an unlikely underdog story so that's a great choice i think that yeah that was an awesome moment at the time and i'm glad that that came to me like you know that was one that i was like dang am i really gonna have to say lebron but uh you know i i did remember that one so i kind of i kind of regret not picking that one but that firm that firm <laughs> the way that ended that was, was so crazy. Yeah, I know that was that was something. Yeah. So I mean I, I think it's fair to to talk about that game as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Michael Block, you know, at least for those fifteen minutes of fame, we'll see if we remember him uh come PGA in May this year. But I thought that was a really, really, really cool moment. Although if I remember correctly, they kind of ruined it on the broadcast. Didn't they basically tell us what happened beforehand? Or am I thinking of something different? I don't remember. I I don't think I was watching it live when it happened because Brooks was mm-hmm. just kind of winning by decent margin. Yeah. Although yeah, Hovland, no, made, I, Hovland I made it interesting it at the live, end, but, but I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see it when it happened, like in the moment. Yeah. So I don't That's remember. Fair. No. You uh-huh. might be right though. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. I might be thinking of something else, but I mean that still to me doesn't cheapen the the moment and the experiment experience of that. So um anyway, let's uh talk biggest upset here. Okay, so this question should be worded what was the biggest upset year upset this year besides Fairly Dickinson over Purdue. <laughs> I mean, Kenny already picked it as the best game. Yeah, yeah he put it as like, best that game. Like, that was, that was so that's, that's easily the yeah. b- biggest upset. But so I'm not I'm uh, not going to pick that because it's just okay. too obvious. That's what I was talking about earlier before we started. That's fair. Um. Yeah. So for biggest upset, Corey kind of already talked about it, but uh, God, the <laughs> the Bruins broke the record for best regular season ever and even i'm thinking deep down like all right they're gonna break my heart in the worst way possible they'll probably lose the stanley cup versus vegas or whatever like even me i even i felt really confident in them making a run this year this past year with the team that they had that team was really really good that they had um maybe maybe i overrated some of the guys on their team a little bit but they're they kind of were loaded uh compared to past bruins teams so I felt I I I was I felt confident they were going to be at least East Finals and make the Stanley Cup maybe and maybe even win it but and look I as the series went on even before they started winning I took Florida more seriously but <laughs> to break the regular season record and then to lose in the first round of the Florida Panthers is right. uh, blowing a three to one series lead too it is arguably arguably worse than what happened in 2019 although 2019 that's game seven of the stanley cup so maybe it's going too far but that was bad that was so so bad and florida yes they proved to be much better than anyone expected especially kachuk even though he was already really good like he was he really proved it mm. to people yeah um yep. that 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 uh that playoffs but uh man that, that, so i'm gonna go with that choice <laughs> bruins losing the first yeah. round yeah, I mean, I I knew you were gonna go with that, I and mean, especially if Kenny just picked FDU. Yeah, anyway, got it. Got to talk about it there. So, yeah, I remember. Uh, I I don't I don't watch hockey like I used to, but uh, my my dad doesn't like the Bruins, and he he was talking about how last season everyone was all doom and gloom, uh, even though the Bruins were doing amazing and they have they're you know heading for this record, and still everyone's complaining and he was saying how ridiculous it is then i would come listen to he's done it and hear brian just doing exactly what my dad was talking about being like <laughs> oh i know they're winning but they're still gonna lose in the playoffs yep. uh, and i was like brian get over yourself and then it happened and i was like okay brian like, you're yeah you're you right. knew what he's talking about <laughs> i didn't think it'd be the florida uh, panthers <laughs> i didn't think it'd be yeah, that right yeah. i didn't think it'd be no, that I, but I certainly didn't until it got to game seven though once it got to game seven yeah. Yeah, then I was as confident as ever that they were going to lose. <laughs> and even then, uh, it took an empty net goal in overtime. That, well, that, well, <laughs> even that, it it took them a there was a minute left in Game Seven. They still gave yep. up the tying goal. And then once that happened, I had the remote in my hand. Just it wasn't a matter of it. if; it was a matter of when they were going to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I held yep. the remote just like this, pointing at the TV. And the second for Hagee scored. The second he puts his hands up, like not yeah. that early, that's when I flipped it off, went straight to bed. <laughs> that it was, it, I, it was early, even earlier than Aaron Boone hitting the home run versus Wakefield. He's gonna say I've only done that one time, and that was when uh, LeBron and the Cavs won the championship over the Warriors. <laughs> like, that was my turn it off as soon as Curry misses the three. Yeah. 
Uh, I do feel the need to apologize because I was going through, you know, making taking my notes for for this episode, seeing best game. I was like, oh, Fairly Dickinson, yeah, this is a good one. Got down to biggest upset, wrote it down again, didn't think anything of it, and yeah, now I'm looking at it, and of course, of course, that's what it was I, a good game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I I have alternatives, but they're pretty uh, lackluster NFL games, so See, I guess I'll just. Ours. I'll just say it anyway. You know, we already talked about it, but Fairleigh Dickinson over Purdue. Uh, mm-hmm. Only the second time it's happened. Uh, probably not going to be a trend, but it does kind of open it up to, okay, maybe that 2018 game wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a one-off. Maybe it wasn't an entire fluke. Uh, I don't know what it'll mean moving forward. It would be nice if it didn't uh, become oversaturated, if it was still, you know, once every 10 years moving forward instead of five. But uh yeah, I don't know. It, it's uh, it's cool that it happens every now and then. It's, it's uh, I agree. I don't want it to become this thing that happens all the time. But it's also when things have never happened, it kind of just feels like, what are we doing here? Uh, so it's nice, nice that it's happened at least once. I guess it's fine that it's happened twice. It's still exciting, you know, for the first yeah. two times. Right. Uh, no, I, I completely agree. I'll say this will look better on the graphic than Cardinals beating the Cowboys can, in week. Can, was, can yeah. I? <laughs> yeah. Can I throw out? Another game that maybe it's a replacement for best game or biggest upset, but uh, what? But uh, you know the Chargers up twenty-seven to nothing. <laughs> Most people yeah, think it's yeah. over, but I so. felt really, really confident <laughs> that it, I was. I texted you, Corey, and you were like, "No, the, the mm-hmm. Jags are getting ready for their golf lessons or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, right." I don't think it's over. <laughs> like I, I meant, I <laughs> meant it when I said that. And the second uh, the Jags started scoring, uh, that's when I'm like, yeah, they are losing I, this game. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about that game, but it wasn't, to me, the game itself wasn't enough of an upset. But yeah, once the score was that. It would have been uh, better best game if you didn't want to duplicate the. Sure. Yeah. Which I could, you know, again, I, I, if I'd thought ahead, you know, uh-huh. but uh, that's not what I'm about. Yeah. Maybe Corey, yeah. you could put that in the graphic and just put it like between me and Kenny. Like, they just put it, like, right in the middle. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so last year, it, we has too many sports categories to fit all of them. Uh, so it's just going to pick and choose the ones just, that I You're just going to pick the best ones. Yeah. Yeah, right. So uh, last year for Biggest Upset, I went kind of a non-conventional one. I said that 80-1 to 1 horse who won the Kentucky Derby or whatever oh, crazy good choice it was. I- yeah, so... Um, here's one where like, you know, my real answer, like if both of you said something, whatever, like if Brian said the Bruins and then Kenny was like, uh, some random obscure NFL game, I would have defaulted to Fairleigh Dickinson or Purdue, especially if it wasn't chosen already and been mad at you for not picking that one, Kenny. Um, but that being said, I'm going to go with, uh, Another non-conventional sport, at least for our podcast. You know, it's certainly one of the more popular ones in the world. And this is one where FDU, they were the second 16 seed to beat a one. Marketa Vondrasova was the first ever unseeded woman to win Wimbledon, the biggest tennis tournament in the whole world. So I like vaguely remember this happening. Uh, I don't really follow tennis all that closely, but... I mean, I, you know, I don't know along the way if she topped number one or how high of a seed she beat, but to win the biggest tournament in the world as someone who's just an afterthought, don't even have a seed in the tournament. I think that's a good answer here. So I'm going to go with Marketa Vondrasova, Czech Republic's own. So that's uh, my, my non-conventional answer here. Just another sport that we can throw on our graphic and talk about. So, 
Um, all right, now we're going to start going into the uh, more negative awards. Uh, although, you know, your best moment, Kenny, and really Brian just, as well, I, is also kind of negative. I'm a well um, of negativity. Yeah, so let's uh, let's go with biggest controversy. Uh, am I first or Kenny first? Uh, I'll go. Matter. I'll go first. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Corey, uh, when I was listening to the most recent episode that it was when Ben was on, uh-huh. even if even if it was just a normal one where it was just me and you, I actually would have looked forward to talking about the college football playoff and how that mm-hmm. was seated because I actually agreed with you guys or or at least you, Corey, <laughs> that uh-huh. I think it, they seated it right. Because even though Florida State, yes, they got boned. They won every single game. And part of me thinks, like, you should be rewarded for that if you don't lose a single game. But at the same time, they're down to a backup quarterback. And uh, and they would have to face, um, I'm blanking on the team, Michigan. And it, Michigan, yeah. And I know they lost to TCU last year, but it would probably be a blowout if it was Michigan and Florida, uh, Florida State. And they probably don't want a repeat of what happened with Georgia and TCU, where it's over before it even started. And it's kind of funny that Michigan's kind of, th- this is their punishment. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, uh, they lose Harbaugh for a few games, big deal. How about we give you Alabama <laughs> in the in yeah, the, right. and and then seeing watching that video of uh, their reaction to getting Alabama instead of Florida State, hilarious. <laughs> I, yep. And yep. even though I don't like Alabama seeing have success again and making the college football playoff again, I found it to be funny, and I actually. Uh, thought it was the right choice not just for spite and comedy but also because you need to have a legitimate good game uh you need to have legitimate good games competitive games and alabama would make it a much more competitive game than florida state would unfortunately because seeing what florida state did versus louisville and just put up a stinker even though they won kind of shows you what probably would happen if they face an actual good team so I'm glad the I'm glad college football is going to expand the field, but I think the time would have been now to do it because, like you said, I know in the this past, would have been a great year for it. Like you said in the most recent episode, that a lot of years it's like you, know, you kind of know who the obvious ones are, and they've gotten it right uh, for the most part. So they haven't. It hasn't been a difficult decision until now, but I I actually still think they got it right, even though it was a difficult decision, and they and Florida State got boned. Um, mm-hmm. It created for a lot of controversy. So. Right. No, absolutely. So yeah, this this would have been my first choice as well. Oh. Uh, I no, I mean that's fine. I'll 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 pick uh, I'll pick something different well, when I do mine. But yeah, sorry. What? No, it's like go go on if you have more reactions to this. Well, yeah. So I you know I heard about this. I haven't had the chance to talk about it. Um, I've heard both sides of you know, like you said, Brian. If you win every game, you should be rewarded for it. But then they want competitive games. To me. I think that this sort of decision should be objective. I think that it should be by the numbers. Uh, you you know you have the better record or you, however they do tiebreakers, um, but it's not like they don't. It's a it, they pick the teams, and I mean I don't know college football very well, but from my understanding, it's not just based on the numbers because then otherwise uh, Florida State would have gotten in, um, and so I understand people being upset. Uh, I understand they didn't lose any games and some people think they should have gotten in. But if you're if the way you decide the playoffs is that people pick the teams that should go in, then that's the system. You have to you have to live with the system that's there. And so, you know, 
I don't know. I, I can see both sides, but this it's it's similar to like I was talking about with Kadarius Tony. It's you can be upset with the rules, but you can't really be upset with the rules being followed. That this is how it mm-hmm. is, and that's if it were an objective measure based on numbers, it would be different. But it's not. Someone made a point that can you imagine if the Eagles were voted out because they had Nick Foles in instead of Carson Wentz. But, but that's not how the NFL runs, and it yeah. is how college football runs. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can make you can you can always say that. Oh, can you imagine? You know, Florida State in theory could have won everything this year, and people would said, "Oh, well, what if?" You know, you can. I I don't know. Dealing in what ifs is kind of silly to me. I I, I um, don't. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, it it yeah. is kind of silly because maybe Florida State would pull off an upset. I don't know, but. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, always possible. It's so it, right. this is why this year would have been the right year to do it, uh, to right. have the expanded field. And it's, it's, it's one team is going to be screwed over. It would have been just nice if Georgia just won that last game and we wouldn't even <laughs> be talking about this. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, they lost. Well, yeah, because because oh, uh, it was, it was uh, well, Georgia lost to Alabama in the SEC, SEC championship. championship. And if Georgia right? won, so they it, easily would have been in. And it's very likely but that if Georgia won. I mean, yeah, then you'd have thirteen and zero Florida State versus twelve and one Texas. Right. Texas well, was seated above Alabama, so I think that Texas would have just gotten in over Florida State in the same circumstances. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that Alabama obviously wouldn't be in with two losses, but mm-hmm. I I think uh, so they'd maybe, be less controversial. Maybe, yeah, it would be less they, controversial. They're not SEC yet, you know. They're, right, so they're it's also like oh, waiting okay. till next year. <laughs> okay, well, if Georgia's in, Georgia uh, gets in, and or if, if Georgia wins, Georgia gets in, and Michigan yeah. and Washington and Texas, yeah, and Texas, yeah, yeah. it'd be less yeah, controversial I, I, than Alabama with probably. a loss. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I believe too though that this would have if if uh, Florida State had gotten in over Alabama, it would have been the first time the SEC championship wasn't put in. So it still would have been a controversy. Right. Like this was right. inevitable. Yeah. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. Either way, this was going to be debated. Yeah. You know, and there then were people if, on both sides it, of this, especially if Florida State gets in and gets their ass kicked, people would say, "Well, see, this is what happens when right. e- even even see, if they yeah, have the this undefeated is, record." This is the safest way because there's no you know there can be a what if, but people. It's there's not the the consequences of Florida State just getting destroyed. Now it's well, that's probably what would have happened. We don't know. Like the, I feel like this is the safer bet for them to make. Um. Anyway, this is easily the biggest controversy. I think at least again recency <laughs> so, bias and all. Well, um, can I actually go here? Because absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. So I I mean I was prepared to go last, but I think this is a good transition, and it, it it's something where it didn't even occur to me that there was another controversy in the sport. Uh, you kind of talked about it. This is Michigan's punishment. What are they being punished for? The whole sign stealing scandal with yeah. Connor Stallions is just yeah. oh, to me yeah. that was such a huge controversy with like everything that went down with this. This Connor Stallions guy. Who is this guy? What is he doing? Just how is he going about this process? How much does Harbaugh know what's going on? Like all of these things that are happening. Harbaugh has suspended multiple times through all of this and uh you know michigan's still the number one team in the country and there's all these debates of do they deserve to be in the playoffs anyway like should there be more punishment than what he got with just a three game regular season suspension i to me college football had a very controversial year and i think that both of these things and they're they're colliding on new year's day at the rose bowl i think that both of them are very big controversies and it it is crazy to think that something could have topped the whole connor salians thing uh with that committee's decision i I thought about this but I don't know. Like, I don't think it was that big of a story compared to like I don't know 
Deflategate. <laughs> no, like, yeah, well, the, and I think that's Tom just Brady NFL and the, versus they went to court football. with that yeah. kind of stuff. Right? Like, can you imagine if the Patriots did this? <laughs> like, but I feel like Michigan kind of got off scot free a little bit. Yes, and I think that's which is the, why the I love that Alabama got uh, got in instead right? of Florida State. No, I agree. I think like, it's this is your actual to... punishment. You get you get right. freaking yeah to Bama. play Alabama instead of Florida State's backup quarterback. Yeah. So. Which is yeah, I I feel like their punishment was very light. I feel like Corey, you're right. you're you're invested in the college football world more than I am, so maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like it wasn't. Yes, it was talked about. Yes, it was a topic, but I feel like it wasn't a huge story or a bigger story than expected. Um, even though, I mean, I do think it was a big story in the college football world. I think part of that is also just, you know, college football is in a sense, it's kind of niche. I think it's, it's huge in certain parts of the country. It's not huge in other parts. Um, I do think that there was a lot to this. I mean, the Washington post, you, the whole Ryan day in Ohio state, like were they paying to have investigations done? Like the whole like CIA involvement, were they committing treason against the country? Like there's so many layers to this. And it was just one of those stories that was like every day, it seemed like it was getting deeper and deeper and like, what the hell is going on with this? So I do think that was a huge controversy just with everything that's happened there. Um, that there's a lot that could be talked about, but I mean, ultimately, you know, college football just had a very controversial year. You know, the final year of 14 playoff, the final year of somewhat sensible conference realignment. Yeah, I was gonna say the conference year, realignments just suck. Uh, <laughs> next year, everything's just gonna you know turn on its heels. I mean, you know, NIL is kind of getting out of control. They, they, they really it should has been from the beginning. They really should just call the Big Ten the Big 16, <laughs> and they don't even even need yeah, to change I mean, their logo. <laughs> two super conferences. I mean, that's essentially what you have at this point. So. It is it is crazy where we're going. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it made sense to just talk about that now. I apologize, Kenny, if you were also no, considering no. this one. I figured you were going to go. I, a I wasn't. Direction. I wasn't. This is one of those things, you know. I I heard about it at the time, but because I don't follow college uh, college football, it it slipped my mind. Like mm-hmm. once it was not a news story anymore, I forgot about it. Um, I was gonna the the only other thing that I was gonna bring up was something else we already touched on, but uh. I don't know if it was a big controversy at the time, but it at least was in the circles that I uh, frequented on the internet. Um, the the holding call on James Bradbury in the Super Bowl, um, you yeah, know, uh, there was a, there was a lot. It there's always going to be um, stories about NFL calls, uh, penalty calls. Um, this one to me. Uh, I really, I was, a, I, I didn't enjoy that Super Bowl. Uh, like I said, I didn't enjoy, I don't, I don't like either team. Um, and I couldn't even really root for anyone, but I liked the way this was presented to me, uh, online where someone said it's the best case scenario because it delegitimizes the chiefs win, but also the Eagles don't win. And it's like, it's a bit silly. It's a bit, uh, you know, mental gymnastics, but I was like, yeah, that'll help me sleep tonight. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's I, actually something I heard people try to say, like, that's the yeah. best case scenario for the Patriots is like a controversial ending to the game, which like I, I think that I understand the argument, but it's really like no one, no one really like only if you're talking to other Patriots fans or if you're trying mm-hmm. to defend or, you know, make yeah, some kind right. of argument. Um, but yeah, I, at the time, I, that was a big story uh, to me. Like I say, I, I was hearing a lot about it. And um I really don't hate the. I don't, chi- I don't hate the Chiefs as much as other. Oh, uh, I do. Patriots fans. I, I do. will say that's if fine. they won like a, 
if they want a third, a fourth, a fifth, like maybe maybe I'd get more defensive about it. I don't know, but well, or if if Travis breaks Taylor's heart, you oh, know, I'm sure, yeah, that. right, yeah, uh, that's a good that's a good one too. He's scratch from your biggest superstar list forever. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's probably a matter uh, of time anyway. But that that could almost be brought up as the biggest controversy that <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift right. Travis Kelsey. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I didn't think there were uh, a ton of choices this year which yeah like last year we had uh live yeah. golf and deshaun watson and right. a couple other oh, things yeah. and then uh britney griner last year was that easy. too yeah yeah, yeah. right uh, yeah no it's ki- kind of nice i guess yeah i mean my one of my backup choices here just is also like i want to talk about it because i didn't record a podcast last week uh Shohei otani getting paid 700 million was 680 million deferred for a decade into the future has uh i thought about generated a lot of controversy i thought about picking him for biggest superstar but at the same time yeah, he's on the freaking Angels, and they don't right. win anything. I know. Well, now now he's forward, on the Dodgers, now now and he's on the Dodgers, yeah. and God, like that's, I, I hate that he's there because I I, <laughs> I don't like the Dodgers, Same. and he just makes them better. And I like Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I do too. I wanted him to go to Toronto. I don't care that they were in the Red Sox division. I think it would have been a, a cooler story for baseball if he went to. Toronto That would have been pretty cool, even if it's in division. I wouldn't have cared. It would have sucked if it was the Yankees. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, right. Yankees would have sucked. I like know. that probably would that yeah, probably got, would have been they the got worst Soto instead, spot. Which is, yeah. But uh, yeah, yep. So anyway, let's talk about biggest mistake. All right, I think I got a good one for this one. So okay. the Panthers they decided to trade the number nine pick, a first round pick next year, a second round pick. Uh, this in this past draft, a second round pick in next year's draft, and their best receiver in DJ Moore for the number one pick. And I already think that's I already don't I already think that's a win for the Bears. Like that trade alone, like whoever the pick ends up being, <laughs> I already think that's a great trade for the Bears, and not great for the Panthers. So if you make that trade, you better nail the pick. <laughs> if you uh, if you make that trade, and. There's a lot of rumors about there are disagreements in the room on who they should have taken. Uh, we already mentioned C.J. Stroud, uh, him or Bryce Young, and I, I, I liked Bryce Young in college. I feel like there are a lot of games where he actually won uh, for Bama. He made a lot of great plays, but the dude is so small, and it's not like he has yep. Kyler Murray's elusiveness or anything. He's no, he's small and he's he's he, he's, he no he has some quickness. It's not like he's, he's a. Not Kyler, he's not he's like Kyler Michael Vick or Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. He's yeah. He, he's that uh-huh. size and he's not the fastest, even if he has some speed. And it's like, okay, I I like Bryce Young or I liked him in college, but man, the number one pick and over mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud, who I thought was after that was it the Sugar Bowl or Rose Bowl? Yeah, against against, against Georgia. Georgia. I think it was like, a Sugar Bowl. Like that was uh-huh. that was a performance where yes, he had that struggles versus Michigan in the second half, but. That that Sugar Bowl versus uh, versus yeah, almost beating almost being undefeated the, almost un- undefeated Georgia that defense yeah I don't know like I I know it's just small samples but I don't know his at his size too and the way he's playing right now like they that's a huge huge mistake on the Panthers part mm-hmm. so like not only do you make that trade but you might not even have the right guy like that sits you back even further and 
You see the you see, yeah. did you see the crowd, <laughs> the Panthers. Had? Oh yes, I did. See Even the though crowd. they won, like, it, there was like twenty. There people was a there. lot of rain. Yeah, there was a lot of rain. Uh, I think it was more rain in Charlotte than in Raleigh on Sunday. But yeah, there was a lot of rain, and I was just like, you know what? Who would want to sit in that weather to watch the one and twelve Panthers? And of course they win the game. Yeah, of course they won. <laughs> you could have the get-in uh, price was forty-five cents. Yeah. For the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just. That, yeah, that's bad. That, they're, I know. I they're a joke of a yeah. team. Yeah, honestly, you could have ended with the first two words: biggest mistake, the Panthers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did. Um, once I, I actually, said the Panthers, you started nodding your uh, head. And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, because I so I had them. Um, I had them as my number two choice, and that's because I completely forgot about the fact that they traded all of that yeah. to take Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. It's like, well, you know, it's it's only been you know fourteen games, whatever. But the combination the trade, of it all, yes, making that yes, trade. You're right. That, and picking uh, the wrong guy. It, very, yeah, very much a horrible, horrible mistake. Yeah. Well, the on, on draft day, people were criticizing the Texans, saying that they traded. Yeah, right. Too we're much, for Will Anderson. Uh huh. Yeah. I, which, I didn't like that know, trade either. No one, Although Will Anderson, yeah. I think he's fair, had a couple of good I mean, games now. At, yeah, he's yeah. been awesome. This and year. the Texans I mean, pick I, won't I be know. like a top five pick. Right. It'll be like right. right. I mean, it could uh, be like the like the te- pick. yeah teens or twenties now. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, this was this was my number one as well, and uh, my my backups are also things we've we've already talked about. So off off the cuff, I've got I've got a probably a hot okay. take. Another 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 NFL on here. So, I mean, you don't have uh, to go with okay. something I got random. It. I got it. <laughs> okay. It's not that random. It's not random for me. I kind of love this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. February February first, twenty twenty three. Tom Brady announced his retirement. What was he doing? Look at the the Bucks are winning their division right now. Imagine if he'd stayed, he would be going to the playoffs. I mean, they're doing this with Baker Mayfield. He could have. Yes. He made. I mean, he wouldn't go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. But uh, you know, why why do he hang it up? Could have could have done it for another year. Could have done it for another ten years. Yeah, I mean, I gotta look up the stats right now, but I feel like Baker Mayfield. At least they've been more functional. Like Brady, yeah, has. Like he's cared more than Tom Brady did at the very least. Like he, he yeah. That, see, that's the thing out. is that I don't like, think Brady was. I I feel like it was just he was just not as invested. It, see, I haven't followed. Did the he have a perfect passer rating at all last year, like Mayfield did against Green Bay this week? <laughs> I haven't followed the the Buccaneers as much, so I don't know how much the team has changed. Otherwise, I don't think they it's haven't really. Yeah, they they, they really they haven't. Really. Everyone resigned. With so the team. it really is just Baker Mayfield is better than Tom Brady. Who knew? Yeah. Right. Wow. Goat. That's the goat. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, it's like everyone gave up on him. Uh, he played for the Panthers. Like that. That just goes <laughs> right. back to the. <laughs> yeah. Goes back to the Panthers. That's really what it was. Yeah. That. That's really what it was. He played for the Browns, injured, and then played for the Panthers. Didn't matter what health condition he was in. He played for the Panthers. So. I'll admit, I gave up on him for sure. I mean, I mean, I thought yeah. they'd be better than the Carolina. Don't get me wrong, but I. Uh, I I don't know. The Bucks are miserable. <laughs> They're the most miserable division winner I've ever seen last year. Yeah, right. And so I yeah. kind of figured, like, are you going from Tom Brady here. to Baker Mayfield? The way he looked. Yep. The, the the Baker Mayfield prior to this year, even though he right. had that Rams comeback. Right. Still, yeah, like, that one, that one, like, drive yeah. that looked really cool. Yeah, but other than that, uh, it wasn't the greatest, and now he's mm-hmm. performing pretty well now. So, um. Yeah, it doesn't totally shock me, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna act like I was on the Bucks either this year. So. Yeah, 
No, I mean, I, I totally get it. So, um, and it was one of those where I was like, I think they could maybe be a good team, but I was far from committed into to buying yeah, in I, and saying they were going to win the yeah, division. Yeah, and I didn't anything. give the Bucks zero shot of winning the division, uh, but I'm not going to act like it was. I I, I, I had the Saints and Falcons. Not that I like the Saints or Falcons. I figured it, they'd yeah. be like sub 500 teams too like i you just have to pick uh, a team though yeah right someone had to win the division yeah and now they might even get multiple playoff teams somehow which is how bad just absurd is. <laughs> i know so uh my biggest mistake um so this is i i certainly of course you know the panthers i think that yeah. a very solid answer there uh but another one another college football moment a moment that i kind of forgot about but at the time it was like what the fuck was oh i know exactly i know exactly what you're talking about what was about. he doing running the ball that did you kneel the ball the, and the game the is ball. over <laughs> and said he hands it off and fumbles and georgia tech goes on a 76 yard whatever is drive yours. to win the game it is i i don't understand it and it, the fact that he did it every other game it almost kind of takes away from it a little it's like all right he's just a bumbling idiot but how how like you don't run kneel downs in practice you don't know how to execute the play like that it's just the what just happened what are you doing you have the game in hand and you fumble uh and even then the fumble probably shouldn't have happened but they deserve to have it be a fumble anyway and they deserve to lose Co- um, yeah less than a minute left just insane Corey, you said or mm-hmm. i said the panthers you knew what i was talking about you said college football i knew i went i knew i'm like yeah. dion like what did he do like oh no uh, i remember that play the yeah all you had to do was freaking need the ball <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, game is yours. Just, just need insane. the ball, and they actually right. fumble and then, it, and then Georgia yep. Tech goes on this drive. Yeah, that was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that was just an awful moment. And Miami was—they got off to a pretty solid start to the season, and that just kind of derailed any chance they had of you know salvaging a, a good season out of a very you know winnable-ish ACC, especially with how things played out with Florida State. Not that. even showing so. up to practice the next day if I were on that team. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, just yeah, in, incredible. Just absolute shell shock of like how do you how do you manage to do that? So, um, <laughs> all right. So with that, let's uh, move on to our final sports award. The uh, now named the the Kyrie Irving biggest thank loser you. of the year. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> I was just about to say uh, that before. If you didn't say it, I was gonna say it. That uh, yeah. I want this award to be named the Kyrie Irving Award every year. <laughs> He's won it three of the last four years for you. Yep. Is he going to make it four to five? No, he will really? not. He will not. Okay, he is not the biggest loser this year. However, yeah. I'm going to stick with the NBA, and I'm going to stick with the same position because Ja yep. Morant is a loser. <laughs> uh, Fair. Very, very talented player, but come on, dude. Like, with the the – Playing with the like the guns and, and, and yep. Instagram videos and getting suspended twice. Times. He did it twice. twice. Like twice. oh, he really. Uh, he, like, remember how he went to therapy and he quickly came yeah, back. Was, like right. well, that was quick. Like, you really learn your lesson? Nope. <laughs> and he gets caught on Instagram again doing the same stupid stuff. And he got suspended twenty five games enter- entering this year. And I, I don't like the guy. I just I just don't like him. Mean, very very <laughs> talented player. Really talented point guard, kind of like um, our generations, like Derrick Rose in a way. Uh, but I, I, I don't like him, and and that's that's that stuff is so so beneath you. It it should be beneath them, but it's not. It should be, yeah. You're in the NBA. Right. You're you're getting, you're like a max star player, and you can't handle 
not playing with guns. I, I, the, the guy's a fool. So yeah, he gets biggest loser for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I thought about um, him as biggest controversy. I, I think it's fair to probably biggest loser, even more deserving. Yeah. So, all right, Kenny. Um, I I'm breaking the rules here. Uh, I, probably yet again. Um, okay. But I'm going with uh, the people of Boston. Um, <laughs> it, it's just terrible here. It used to be so great. The Bruins lost in the first round. Brian already talked about this, obviously. Celtics failed their comeback. The Patriots suck. I, I don't even know what I don't even know what the Red Sox uh, the, the, are. Doing, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Nothing irrelevant. I mean, I, yeah. So it's just bad here. You know, it's it's just bad. Kenny, I uh, gave I gave one of my biggest losers was this answer. Uh, one year. It's, I, I want, <laughs> there was one year. It where used it was to like be that. the city of champions. Now, now we just suck. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, great. The, the, the Bruins and Celtics are. You know, they were in the playoffs. The Bruins did amazing things in the regular season last year. Celtics almost had it. Uh, and the Celtics are doing well now. I believe. Yeah, and they'll probably uh, choke I mean, in the East both Finals doing again. Great. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the story of them. Uh, both of those teams, but and the Patriots are just bad. Um, and so it, I didn't have uh, one one person so much. So I just figured. Yeah, and, and the Red Sox they were they were so close to getting Otani though, right? <laughs> and, and oh, were they? Now yeah. that now they're Otani, signing, no. uh, giving like eleventh place in the Otani sweepstakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Put that banner up too. <laughs> uh, wait, what are they doing now? Uh, they're just signing like middle relievers at like one million dollar contracts. Like, yeah. So we're okay. we're in it now. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. It's uh. Now, it, I, I do think that, you know, Boston sports is, is a fair answer here. Um, so the right answer for me um, for this biggest loser spot is probably Luis Rubiales, the now former Spanish uh, football federation president who took away from the Spain women's national team winning the World Cup by kissing one of Spain's players, Jennifer Amoso, on the lips. Um she immediately said she was not a fan, did not like that. He tried to say it was consensual, he tried to get her to, he tried to pressure her into supporting him in an apology video. And, um, you know, his mom did a hunger strike, just this really horrible thing before he ultimately designed and or resigned in disgrace, uh, caught multiple court cases. And it's probably something still ongoing. Uh, it feels like someone who probably should win this award. So I'm going to start off with that. Um, but you know, it's kind of going off what Kenny just went through. Uh, I am a podcaster, so therefore I am kind of full of myself. I love to hear myself talk. I think very highly of myself. And, um, in this case, I'm going to think the exact opposite. I'm going to say Corey Novotny is the biggest loser in sports. (laughs) I don't think that there has been a year where I have genuinely questioned so many times why i care about sports why i let these people why i let these teams these organizations just destroy me physically and mentally all the time and it's just we talked about the Steelers already you know that's just like they're my number one team and i'm just to the point where i don't even know if i want to watch the last three games of the season because i feel like it's better for them to lose and i don't know that i can bring myself to root for them to lose but if they win then things are just not going to change um the penguins they made the playoffs 17 years in a row, and that streak ended this year. Sidney uh, Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are both really, really good players. 82 games, point per game. General manager Ron Hexall was a buffoon, and um, <laughs> he gets fired, and 
somehow the Penguins might even be worse, even after bringing in Kyle Dubas as GM, trading for Eric Carlson, Norris Trophy winner. I mean, it's far, you know, they could certainly make the playoffs still, but they're out of the playoff picture right now. Their power play is a disaster. Um, I, I don't know what's happening with that team, but it feels like they're also down uh, on themselves. They're going to be, a, you know, the new Chicago Blackhawks very soon. And then, um, you know, baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jesus Christ, this team. I, it gave, things started off great. Andrew McCutcheon's coming back. Like, oh, this is cool. They might be kind of fun to watch this year. April comes around. Um, O'Neill Cruz shatters his ankle, doesn't return the rest of the way. But the team gets off to a hot start, sweeps the Red Sox in Fenway. Um, April ends the month. Number one team in the league, Brian Reynolds, best player, signs a first $100 million contract ascension. Everything looks great. I decide to fly down to Tampa to go see them play, be like, yeah, this. we'll see how long will this last. They lose 8-1, to one, get swept by the Rays, and just completely fall apart after that. So there you go. Look at me, big loser. Um, I just <laughs> jinxed my team. And uh, anyway, the, the Pirates did kind of get back on track a little, but it, it just the general manager sucks. Um, the owner is a the cheapest human being in charge of a sports team. It's uh, just behind John Henry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, and Hey, the pirates, like they, they're starting to spend a little bit of money. Now they've outspent the Red Sox. The Red Sox are irrelevant. I mean, both my baseball teams, I love baseball. I watched so many games on MLB.tv this year and I just, it just not fun. Like ultimately I'm just like, what, what am I doing with this sport? Basketball. I mean, the Boston Celtics, uh, they're the saving grace. And what do they do? They go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Everything's looking great. Playing the eight-seed Miami Heat. And they lose, they lose to Caleb Martin. At home. Yeah, right. They go up. They go down 3-0, come all the way back, bring me back in after I gave up on this team, only to lose get game seven. out at home in Game 7. Yeah. Right. And, it, look, I, I like their chances moving forward, but... You know, if Christoph Porzingis can't stay healthy, like, what is going to happen? Yeah, right. Exactly. Turning into the Bruins. Um, And then, you know, you talked about John Morant, biggest loser. Guess what John Morant just did? Hit a game-winning shot in his first game back to beat the Pelicans in New Orleans. Good for him. My Western Conference team, yeah, also sucks. Uh, Zion, just complete uh, everything that happens off the court, just embarrassment. You, You know, whether it's his sex life or his weight and... You know, he just is not inability to stay on the court. And the Pelicans look like they were going to be an awesome team last year. Uh, he gets hurt on January 2nd, and the team just falls apart, ends up losing in the play-in tournament. Um, doesn't make the playoffs after a really strong finish of 2022. So that sucks. Uh, college sports, South Carolina Gamecocks football. I came into the year with pretty decent expectations. You know, uh, we beat Tennessee and Clemson back-to-back years, knocked them out of the playoffs. I know it's the SEC, it's tough, but I thought we'd at least make a bowl game. Five and seven, uh, just a horrible, not fun to watch most of the season. Two and six start, you know, kind of sucked me back in only to lose to Clemson at home 16 to seven in the last game of the season. College basketball, North Carolina Tar Heels. I mean, you want to talk about teams not living up to expectations. Number one overall team heading into the season miss the tournament entirely and then don't even play in the NIT because they're that embarrassed about themselves. Just that, that sucked. 
South Carolina Gamecocks men's team. I know this year they've been good, but last year they were terrible. And then the women's team, you talked about them earlier. Lose to, you know, undefeated all season, lose to Iowa and Caitlin Clark in the Final Four, which I wouldn't even really be, like, all that upset about defending national champs. Like, I love Caitlin Clark, like, good for Iowa, except they lose to Kim Mulkey in LSU. So, yeah, that also sucks, too. I, I can't stand her. <laughs> and, you don't um, love her dresses? <laughs> No, no, or her, no. She's or she's her horrible. Kind of a I pompous attitude. Don't love anything about her. <laughs> yeah, no, I love I love zero things about Kim Mulkey. Um, so yeah, that that's not very fun. Um, let's see, what else am I I'm missing here? Um, you know, just Novak Djokovic has officially passed Rafa Nadal as a goat. Not a huge fan of that. I mean, my my favorite golfer Brooks Kepka is in Live. So even though he had a great year, it's like, well, it's kind of not the same as a few years ago when he was not getting all this money from the Saudis. I thought just, about I thought about putting this live year. Ag- it's just I, I thought about putting live again for biggest controversy. <laughs> like it's still going on. It's it's still. Yeah, I mean they they it is still. And now and now Rom is there too. Yeah, it's John like, Rom three hundred million. Yeah, it just ugh, golf. I'm just so like I'm I, I still I still I'm still interested, but I'm not as interested as I used to be because of. How, how they're separated now yeah i mean and that's that's really where i'm feeling about sports in general right now where i'm just like wait at what point do i reach my breaking point and that's that's just how it was 2023 was just not a fun sports year for me and it, like the worst part was there really wasn't like like there have been years where all of my rival teams win championships that didn't really happen it's just my team suck i just have nothing to look forward to myself and doesn't really matter it's just they're just irrelevant to me like oh the denver nuggets won the title the vegas golden knights like yeah i like vegas but you know that's just i'm not gonna talk myself into thinking that's a reason to save my sports year it's just just not a not a fun sports year for me and i just feel like a big loser right now and that's why i'm giving this award to myself unfortunately I, I kind of feel the same so, way. I mean, so yours is w- probably worse, or, de- or maybe definitely worse. But I have a I, lot more I, terrible teams and disaster moments. Yeah, college helps too, or hurts, however you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, overall, it, it was not a, a very fun, fun sports year for for you or me. So. Anyway, let's uh, move past sports now and let's talk about pop culture. So um, same categories we've had in the past. Let's get it started with our biggest internet news story. I could have easily gone with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, but I didn't. I did it with a different category. Uh, Corey, you kind of already talked about it, but uh, it is it is sports related. Uh, you know, that 2019 draft nba draft was pretty interesting at the top of the way it's played out because john morant like i mentioned even though he's a great player he's kind of a loser in just the way he acts off the court and and with the with the guns and stuff but you know who's uh also kind of wild zion williamson and uh yeah so uh, so apparently he has this girl that there his girlfriend that you know they announced that they were having a baby and you know that's that's nice news until uh <laughs> until you know it's not nice news when a porn star comes out and talks about how like you know his his sex life and his dating life uh, off the court and 
Yeah, Zion Williamson, pretty wild guy. <laughs> that was a wild story yeah. with uh, how that how all that played out, along with the other issues he has off the court with staying healthy, staying yeah, staying healthy with not just uh, you know, just his weight issues <laughs> along yeah, with his that. weight, right? Which is yeah, still a story. Stay on the court. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, sort of a side topic, but Zion once talked about how like he hates or he he has struggles, you know, not you know eating healthy because he has so much money. And it's like, dude, it's the opposite. You have so much money. Why don't you get a personal chef that can help you with that? Right. Help you. Uh, eat healthier foods that do taste good. <laughs> like that that's the whole that's it made no sense that he said that. Like you're you're rich, you have the money to eat healthier. Uh but man, like that's that other story though of uh uh of that that porn star that said all of those crazy things about him uh, and her together is just so wild. So uh that, that that's certainly one story that stuck out with me. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted Portland to trade. If they weren't going to trade him to the Celtics for Jalen Brown, I know. I, trade, I, I, would, I wanted Scoot Henderson for Zion. I, I would have. I, I would have been really cool to see Zion here. I don't know how it would have played out. Probably terribly, but I mean, the dude can play if he's healthy. And he's a great basketball and player. If, if he's healthy he's and he can keep his weight so under control, but, and the other stuff under control, but uh, yeah. So. He certainly had a eventful 2023, like John Moran. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he did, for sure. Uh, I will pivot us away from sports. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, one. Uh, this was kind of several news stories, but uh, just the aliens, just just yeah. the Dave, David Grush was uh, is a U.S. Air Force officer and former intelligence uh, official um he he did some interviews where he pretty much said yeah there are aliens here the US has alien crafts and bodies and people didn't really hear about this i don't think i listened to some some podcasts that talk about this kind of thing and so i heard about it and then he went on to testify in court about these things and that's when the story blew up uh and then there were some supposed alien bodies uh in mexico which i actually didn't hear the how that all resolved if it did resolve but um yeah i saw a lot of memes related to the mexican aliens and nothing after that yeah well what the the craziest thing to me was i was at a wedding and uh a a friend of my girlfriend's who i'm i'm friends with but we haven't really talked as much uh since high school she was talking to me and she was like, yeah, you know, I've been really thinking ever since, you know, now that we know aliens uh, are here. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, she told she was talking about all of these things, uh, all of these stories. And uh, I was like, oh, OK, I do know about these stories. I just haven't taken that to be. Yeah, there's aliens here. That's just fact. We know it. Yeah. right. Uh, but it's it's I mean, you know, I don't. I don't know how much truth there is to any of this, but it's it's a pretty it's a pretty it was a pretty big story. At least I remember hearing a lot about it. And if it turned out to be true, that would be, you know, that would be one for the ages for sure. Uh, so yeah, like I said, it's kind of a few stories in one, but just just the aliens. A lot a lot of alien stuff happened uh, second half of this year. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that's a, a very good answer here. And my answer is kind of similar, um, whether or not something is real, uh, but not aliens. It's uh, that motherfucker is not real. Tiffany Gomez. <laughs> I love this story so much when it came out and it continued to deliver throughout the year. Like I was genuinely team. She saw a lizard person on this plane just reading all the conspiracy theories of it. Like I was just so caught up in this. And then, you know, she eventually decides to come out and go public and takes advantage of her 15 minutes of fame. And then some, I mean, it's at the point where she's making podcast appearances. She's just getting super internet famous. I think she was on the field for the Cowboys Eagles game on Sunday night football last week. It's just blown up and it's, it's insane what the internet can do. And, you know, ultimately she was a, hot woman whose worst moment got captured on a video and posted on the internet and seen by millions and millions of people. And she's managed to turn it into a successful marketing career. And um, I do think that she won't be going away anytime soon. It's a huge meme. You're going to continue to see that for sure. People wearing uh, Christmas sweaters, dressing up like her for Halloween, like all this crazy stuff. It's just an insane story. And this is something that was always going to be my answer. I wouldn't have been afraid if one of you put it um, yourself because uh, I think that this is like something that it, it was something that I thought about way too often and I dove way too deep into the conspiracies when it happened. So <laughs> I, I remember the video and I, I've seen some of the memes. I, I really like the one of Scooby-Doo dressed as a, as a, a human woman on the plane from one oh, of the yeah. Scooby-Doo movies. But I didn't uh-huh. know there were theories. I didn't know it was yeah. still... Did you say it was... It was the recent Cowboys Eagles game. She was on yeah. the field. Yeah, she's. I I mean, she's become like a huge personality. Had yeah. no idea. What? There's everyone theories. loves her. I, yeah, it's. I had no idea. Yeah, Tiffany Gomez. She's uh, very much turned into a famous person. Everyone loves her. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's my answer here. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, do our best album. Do you want to start, Kenny? Uh, sure. I didn't listen to a lot of new albums this year, but I do. This album is to me very good. Uh, it's just not, people don't listen to, I think a lot to movie soundtracks, but, uh, this, the soundtrack from across the spider verse, uh, by Metro Boomin, uh, I thought was really good. Uh, I think it, it complimented the movie really well. Uh, I liked the first movie soundtrack as well. And I think this was, a. uh, I, I'd say comparable. Um, and I, I don't think that these these songs really hit the mainstream uh, as much as at least uh, like Sunflower from Into the Spider-Verse yeah, I, was I'm, a well-known song. I've had, I've had yeah. Sunflower in my top 100 twice now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack really got to that point. Uh, Annihilate might have been maybe the most known, or Am I Dreaming is the one that plays in the credits. So, But I don't think any of them are really known even if even if you heard them you might not know them but i think it like i say complimented the movie really well uh it's one of like four new albums that i listened to straight through this year and it's uh it's like like 14 of my top 15 of my spotify rap were from this album so i kind of had to (laughs) i kind of had to put (laughs) Uh, it yeah but uh, yeah I, i think it's a really good album and it's i think it's worth listening even if you don't you know if you haven't seen the movie or whatever uh there's, I think there's a lot of different, uh, there's a variety on there. Uh, so I would say there's probably a lot, uh, a lot of people would find something that they like on the, on that album. So I don't know. I think it's good. Corey, I'm just going to do the same thing I do every year. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I'm just going to pick a Taylor Swift album 
even if it's <laughs> even if it's a Taylor's version, even if it's an an album that already came out years ago, and it's just diff- it just sounds a little bit different. But I don't care for newer music, like especially albums. Like I'm uh, so I'm gonna go with the Speak Now uh, album of Taylor's for Taylor's version. I could have gone with 1989, Corey, but yeah, so you had a couple options. Yeah, so I had a couple <laughs> options. One reason I'm not going with 1989 is because 1989 came out later in the year. Um, not that I didn't listen to it, mm-hmm. but uh, just less time. Just less time, and there were actually a f- I had a few songs in my top hundred that were from this album and the Taylor's version. Um, where there's some of her past Taylor's versions, uh, I would listen to, and it's like I prefer the original one. But there are actually several from that one specifically that I actually preferred the Taylor's version of it. So that's what I'm going to go with. And I know you probably hate that choice, but I don't care. No, I mean, I, I was kind of expecting it. I think it's fair. And as as much as it's like, oh, this is an album that already exists, like she's re- re-releasing them and making changes to them and all this stuff. And like the reason why she's doing it, I think just also makes it very fair with the Scooter Braun stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no surprises you pick Taylor Swift, and I'm sure that there's no surprises with what my choice is here, and that is Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. I have talked about Olivia Rodrigo and her debut album, Sour, several times in the past on this podcast. Uh, we had Kenny on talking about this album when yep. it first came yep. out, and and I love that album. I mean, it came out at a perfect time for me when I needed an album like that. I was a huge fan of High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney+, Plus, so I felt kind of like a, a hipster knowing who she was before her music career. And I had a lot of doubts in terms of what I still appreciate Guts, you know, two years later, um, you know, over whatever happened back then in 2021. And uh, not only did I think that Guts was, uh, you know, on the same level of Sour, I think it's an even better album. Uh, She blew me away with this. Rolling Stone gave it a perfect 100 out of 100. I don't know what the criteria is for that, but I'm not going to complain. I think that just up and down. Amazing album, no skips. You know, Ballad of a Homeschool Girl. Can't really relate as well to that one, um, given that I wasn't homeschooled. But I also can understand the whole social anxiety aspect of it and like all of her songs. They're just fun. Like she has so many fun songs. And I'm going to kind of transition here. I hate in normally doing best album and song of the year, same artist, but I didn't listen to a whole lot of new music in 2023. So I'm just going to go with vampire that was my number one Mm. on spotify just like olivia was my number one uh artist and it is mostly because it came out as a single in june the rest of the album came out in september i love get him back i think that's my favorite song but vampire has just dominated radio airwaves and that to me was the song was like okay i'm not just someone who found like this random artist two years ago that i liked i am an actual olivia rodrigo fan so um love it think it's great i've been learning how to play it on the piano even so uh that is uh i think it's fair for me to kind of go with uh those two together here so lots of olivia rodrigo on my spotify and my podcast as well yeah i uh in the in the albums I remembered uh, to list that I listened to all the way through this year, Guts was one of the four. Okay. Um, I I remember that. I was uh, I was actually a little upset because 
uh, I like you said, we talked about her first album uh, on He's Done It. And when her second album was coming out, I, I checked to see when it was coming out to see if maybe I'd have an appearance on He's Done It where we could talk about it. But I'd just been on a few weeks earlier mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, I, I, I kind of fell off with Olivia Rodrigo's music when I heard Driver's License uh, maybe <laughs> 1,000 times yeah, too many. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. <laughs> on the radio. Uh, but no, I, I, listened to, I listened to Guts all the way through. I don't necessarily agree no skips, but I, I think that the good songs are better than the good songs on Sour. Uh, I, I liked every song on Sour until uh, until I soured on Driver's <laughs> License. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't say the same about Guts, but I, I, I really like it. Uh, the hits are really good. Vampire, uh, Get Him Back is really good. My favorite song that... I don't. Th- I haven't heard on the radio. I don't know if it's gotten as much attention. Is "Love Is Embarrassing"? That yeah. one I really like. So, uh, yeah, it, I think it, for me with Guts, you're right. You know, maybe like Lacey is not like there. There are others. Yeah, All American Bitch and Bad Idea. Right. I think that there are times where like, oh, these are really fun, and also times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not as big yeah. a fan. But I do one thing I appreciate about Guts is the songs that aren't as big radio hits, like "Love Is Embarrassing," "The Grudge," "Logical." Um, probably others that I'm just like slipping my mind right now. Like I really love those songs. So I think that that's something that I don't have necessarily the same feelings about with sour or sour. I feel like I really enjoyed the hits yeah. and then liked some of the other ones. So, um, and this one, like I think overall, yeah, just more depth and the top stands out more. Uh, in terms of, um, song of the year, is this, I, is this a song that's supposed to have come out this year? I picked "Running Up the Hill" by Kate Bush last year. So you did. That's you can right. make an argument for it. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to uh, say "Song of the Year" that I feel like I almost kind of predicted is is "Cruel Summer" by Taylor Swift, which I drafted first overall yep. on our draft. And and I mean, I don't I don't listen to the radio a ton, but I listen to the radio after that sometimes, and it seemed to blow up. And Brian even. Brian seemed to think it was a sleeper pick at the at the yeah, time, the, or he he thought it was a the, reach, the, and then the it thing, blew up. The right? thing is, uh, when it came out, uh, when it first came out, I, when I listened to it, I'm like, this song does not get enough credit. Like this is, I I genuinely thought yeah. this was her most underrated song at the time when it came out, but this year, that song blew up. <laughs> like you put it on yeah. first, your first overall pick. It's like, wow, that's a. That, I was thinking that as a well, sleeper I, pick, but I was I didn't know if I was gonna pick it. And then all of a sudden, it's like number one on her Spotify, like most yeah. downloaded at the time. And then her the trailer for her movie comes out, and it's that song, and it's like wow, mm-hmm. that song really blew up this year. Well, and I feel like it's it's between that song and uh, Karma are the two that made me really say like, okay, I think I like some Taylor Swift, not just like oh some of it's okay, but it's like no, I I like these songs. These are these are good <laughs> songs. Um, and I'm, I, I had to pick it even though it didn't come out this year. Cause my other top choice was also vampire. If I feel like that oh, really okay. is kind of song of the year, honestly, yeah. it's been everywhere. Right. So for me, this one, this guy, this one might kind of surprise you. So I, I had two songs in my top hundred that actually came out this year. Uh, okay. If you were to ask me what my favorite Dua Lipa song is, I would go with levitating. But yeah, one song that I really liked that was in my top 100 and kind of high in my top 100 was uh, Dance the Night. <laughs> I yeah, first heard it in the Barbie movie. Huge. and I was like, what is this song? And uh-huh. I, I 
started listening to it and I listened to it even more and it became on my on repeat and it was actually pretty high on my top hundred. Uh definitely a fun, really catchy song, uh that you hear like a dance kind of theme. Like like we see in the Barbie movie. Oh, you haven't seen it, Corey, mm. but <laughs> No, no, I I actually watched oh, it you on did. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I I made sure to do my homework before this episode. Okay. It's it's free on HBO Max finally. So, <laughs> yeah, me and my friends watched that on Sunday instead of watching NFL football. Yeah. So yeah, when 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 that when that scene came on with that song, I was like, "Wow, I got to listen to this song." And um I don't know, do I Taylor Swift will always be number 1 for me, but you know, in terms mm-hmm. of more recent music, more recent pop stars, Corey, you talked about Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. In terms of like ones that have grown on me, yeah, I I actually listen to a little bit more Dua Lipa. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan I, of her. Yeah. People love her. I picked Taylor Swift and Brian didn't. I will say I actually <laughs> changed my mind. Vampire Vampire's been everywhere, but Dance the Night is uh, uh, that's that song's like been really uh, ubiquitous this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that song's crazy, and there's probably another one that I'm not thinking. <laughs> I don't know. Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I would say Flowers by Miley Cyrus was yeah. the other one. I feel like that was like very early in the year and it's kind of faded away a little. I don't know. It was not that long ago that I heard that song like four different times on different radio stations in like a 20 minute drive. And I was like, can we? I don't like that song at all. I don't really like it either, honestly. <laughs> I like, love the original Bruno Mars. So I'm a fan of it personally. Wait, but... that's a Bruno Mars song? Yeah. he The I Bruno like... Mars song, it was... Um, when I was your man, and he he says, uh, he should have bought her more flowers, oh. and like, yeah, she's like, okay. I can buy my own flowers. Oh, That's, wait, yeah. was that song about Miley Cyrus? I don't I don't think, think so. Was. No. Okay. So it's just okay. <laughs> no. I, okay. No, it's just like yeah, like Took oh a- yeah, I don't need a man to do all this for me. Like right, I didn't yeah. realize there was a connection between the songs. I do yes. know the Bruno Mars song. I don't like that one either. But okay. well, that's fair. I guess <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, let's uh, get ready to wrap this up with TV and movies. Let's start with our best TV series of 2023. This will probably not surprise Corey at all, but I I I was a big fan of the quarterback series uh, with <laughs> with with Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and it's always got to be sports. I know man. it does. Honestly, but... <laughs> I thought he was going to say NFL red zone. So I... <laughs> <laughs> I I I was I was definitely a fan of the. Uh, that series and it's cool that they're gonna bring it back even if it's not quarterbacks and it's gonna be right like wide receivers wide receiver. like apparently Amon Ra St. Brown is gonna be part of it like the next series and uh I don't know I I, I thought it was cool to watch and especially Kirk Cousins parts uh it made me even a bigger mm-hmm. fan of the guy even if he's not the best quarterback in the league <laughs> I I don't know just learning about you know the work that they put in and what their daily lives are like off the field i found it to be pretty cool so uh that's my choice yeah i was a big fan of that series was it called quarterback quarterback okay i mean it's it i I never watched it i i know of it of course but Mm -hmm. i just if they do receivers it should be called receiver not wide receiver just just a note if anyone's listening wide receiver sounds (laughs) a little bit silly yeah, uh, I'm curious what they're going to do. I mean, are they going to just keep changing the name? <laughs> yeah, or are they going to do something just, that yeah, doesn't They could totally just make it still quarterback and then just like could, call yeah. it. Do, do it could it, just yeah. be Amon Ross St. Brown and Jared Goff, and that's just <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I... I I'm uh I've 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 shown a little bit of my of my uh Marvel fandom uh this podcast but I'm very biased toward Marvel. 
I know a lot of their content isn't as good as it used to be, and people talk about the downfall of Marvel. Um, but I think uh, Loki is incredible. I think Loki is easily the best of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Uh, I really think they knocked it out of the park. It, coming from someone who likes Marvel, I'm a big fan of Marvel. I still feel like Loki is like a like a real TV show compared to Marvel. You know, Marvel stuff is is fun for people who like Marvel, but Loki just feels like there's real care put into it. There's you know, there's cinematography, there's camera angles, and I, there's things that I notice that they set up really nice shots, that they have really nice visuals, um, and I think the story's really good. And uh, season two came out this year, and I think they did a really fantastic job. Uh, it was quite different from season one. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it, it continued the story really well. Unfortunate that it has Jonathan Majors in it. Uh, and that he is, this is the, that's the last project he'll be in with Disney now. Uh, uh but, uh, great show. Uh, I highly recommend, even if you're, you know, you, you have to know who Loki is. Uh, but otherwise you don't need to be like all caught up on Marvel and watching all the movies and everything. The show's just really good. It's 12 episodes. I think it's pretty accessible if you just kind of know who Loki is at least. Yeah. Well, I, um, I have kind of fallen off Marvel since the last Avengers movie four years ago. Just haven't mm-hmm. really kept up with the newer stuff, but I mean, everything I've, I've heard is Loki is constantly considered one of the better Disney plus shows out there. So um, not surprised to hear that. And I guess just one Jonathan Majors tied back to sports. So I did see someone uh, <laughs> quote tweet him getting fired by Marvel Studios and saying, uh, dang, that sucks. There's always the Charlotte Hornets. So, so you know, we could have easily talked about them somehow, some way in here yeah. with Miles Bridges and, you know, everything that happens with that team. But, you know, we spent too much time with the Panthers instead. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, I think that that seems like a reasonable answer here. Um, so mine, there were, there were a few shows that I, I was also considering, but I'm going with a show that aired its third and final season. And my takeaway is that it's not just, you know, my favorite show of 2023, but it is genuinely one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. That's Ted Lasso. It was my favorite show of 2021. And I really liked what they did with season three. I thought it ended in a great way. Uh, I really enjoyed just being able to see the character development across the spectrum of, you know, how they went through a lot of these characters. I mean, Jamie Tart, she's, he was like the worst at the beginning. And then you end up completely rooting for him. I love how they ended a lot of different stories and tied things together. And, um, can't recommend it enough it's uh you know if you're a sports fan whether or not you like soccer i think you'll enjoy it jason sudeikis is just a he's a funny actor he's a great guy and um definitely glad that my uh my parents got apple tv a couple years ago and they continue to resubscribe to it to give me opportunities to be able to watch that show because i really enjoyed ted lasso um start to finish and uh, i'm certainly gonna miss it you know kind of wish that it could keep going but i i like the way that they wrapped it up so i'm, I'm content with them moving on and you know, who knows maybe they'll have some kind of spinoff i've heard that's a possibility so yeah, I've only seen the first season just because I haven't gotten back to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched the first season with a friend and, you know, we I, I haven't picked it back up on my own. Um, but I really like the first season. I'll definitely get back to it. Another Apple TV show I, I just want to throw out. It's not from this year, so it, it couldn't be on my list. But Severance is really good. Yeah, I've heard uh, good things about Severance. Really good. But 2022, yeah. so it doesn't count. Yeah. And now I, I started to watch, um, I can't think of, uh, Platonic with uh Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. I really enjoyed it, but I 
I like watched a few episodes in a couple of weeks and then I went away for a while and then it just was kind of a struggle getting back into it. Just too much time mm-hmm. had passed for me. But um, I do like what Apple TV has out there. Uh, it just sucks all the different streaming platforms now. You're just paying yeah. as much as Apple you do for TV's cable to have everything. Apple pretty reasonable, though. They I are. Yeah, like some of them are better than others. Um, yeah. I got to the point where I got the Netflix message with my parents' account um, yep. saying that I yep. can't. So I might need to get that on my own, unfortunately. I ju- this is th- – I'm just letting you know. It's uh, cheaper for them to add you, and then you can send them money than for you to get your own. Okay. Just throw – my sister did that with me, so <laughs> – <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and then I, I think also just you know one other show that I do want to point out here. Um, I could have gone with this last year as well, and that's only Murders in the Building. I like, I really like season one. wasn't as big a fan of season two, but I really got back into it in season three. It's such a quirky, like crazy show that can be hard to keep up with. But I um I had a few people call out last year saying that this was the best show, so I'm just gonna say yes i do really enjoy it um as well so finally best movie uh yeah i I can start um i'm again you know i'm a i'm a marvel guy uh in you know i like sports but i'm a marvel guy in the way that you guys are sports guys i think uh I'm 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 really caught between two Marvel movies, but I'm gonna have to go with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, I think it's the best the MCU has been in years. Uh, it's a great finale to the trilogy of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I think that it has uh, a lot more heart than most of the Marvel movies these days, and of the trilogy. Um, and it just it it ties things off with the characters really well. Um, it explores the character of Rocket, who is a raccoon who has been uh, experimented on and he is, you know, sentient. Um, it's not one that you're really going to get into if you're not at least familiar with the Guardians movies. But if you like it, it's it's so well done. Uh, and I just think that that James Gunn, it, it was kind of his farewell project because now he's over at DC. But uh, it, it blew me away because I'd, I'd come to expect so little of the Marvel movies these days. And I was just like, yeah, well, I'm going to see this one. And I, it just it was really, really something special, I think. So uh, I'd say, you know, probably the strongest uh, end of a Marvel standalone sort of movie. It's a team, but, you know, not counting mm-hmm. the Avengers with Endgame. This ended things really well for the for the Guardians team. So that was that was, you know probably my favorite movie of the year i'm shocked that it got in over spider-man for you see across the spider-verse was so good but it's like was it that much better than into the spider-verse no this guardians 3 was like so far and away the best movie of the trilogy that i just had to i had to pick it yeah uh, that makes sense there weren't a lot of movies for me that i really liked this year i i watched Equalizer 3, I, I really enjoyed the first two, but I didn't care for the third one. Uh, I watched Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. And it's like there are a lot of, been a lot of Mission Impossible movies. It's kind of like the others. There are a lot of cool stunts. Um, I'm, not, I'm not lying, when, but I'm not, I'm not even joking when I say this. I was genuinely considering 80 for Brady because <laughs> I actually did <laughs> enjoy this movie. It was very amusing, uh, but I think it'd be pretty insane to actually pick it number one. <laughs> uh, I watched the Barbie movie and I didn't hate Barbie or anything, but I I think it's overrated. <laughs> uh, even even though it's amusing at times, definitely has its moments. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, but, I mean, I it definitely I goes off the rails, and audience. I I'm I'm uh, I was definitely confused by the message of the movie at times. Um, so even if I enjoyed some parts, I I do think it's overrated. The movie that I'm gonna go with is pretty off the board, but it it did get a seven point seven on IMDb, and I did watch this in theaters. It's it is based on a true story. Uh, I'm gonna go with Sound of Freedom. It, I don't know if you guys have heard of that movie. It, no, it's based on a true never story. In my life. It's based on it's it's kind of a serious movie too. Not kind of it is a serious movie. It's uh related to human trafficking, and in the movie, uh. It's uh, a federal agent, the main character in the movie. He uh, rescues a boy from uh, human traffickers, and he learns that his sister is still the the boy's sister is still out there. And um, he goes out uh, to look for her to the point where he had to quit his own job uh, of of a fed- being a federal agent to um, find this girl uh, in the movie and. He, and it's, it's a really powerful movie. It, I would I would recommend uh, watching it. Although yeah, it sounds like it. Although it is it is a little bit of a tearjerker. It's def but it's definitely uh, one I would recommend watching. That's good to know. Yeah, I, I feel um, I feel like this movie did got no attention whatsoever. I've never heard. Yeah, of it. yeah, no, but I, but it came out this year, yeah. and I watched it in theaters this year, and and it's very powerful movie for sure. So, I, I've kind of made jokes at times. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to go with the Mario movie because that's the only movie I saw in theaters. Really thought about I, going I, for I, Andy I for Brady. Not even joking. Yeah, say I did like it. Um, you know, I think that's kind of at least worth a shout out. Like, it was a very good kids animated film. Uh, but I also realized I watched a lot of movies on streaming throughout the year. Um, I really enjoyed Air, the Nike movie, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Um, I thought that was really interesting and well done. I have not seen that. Another kind of, you know, documentary type whatever comedy slash drama um blackberry i thought that was a very good movie um jay baruchel glenn howardin are in that one uh definitely recommend checking that one out and i even really liked no hard feelings the jennifer lawrence movie where she's like trying to you know help the kid before he goes off to college it is a it's a cringy you know subject and everything but i i thought it was it was pretty funny and entertaining um but I'm not going to go with any of those. I'm going to go with a relatively stereotypical answer for 2023 movies. And I don't know if it's because I paid $20 to watch it and I want to feel like I actually did really enjoy it. Or if I, I just did simply enjoy it. Because I thought this was a great movie. And that's Oppenheimer. I kind of wish I saw it in theaters on like the big 70 millimeter screen, whatever, like other people. But... I'm glad I watched it at home because I was able to pause it a couple times and break up a three-hour movie. I thought it was just really cool. And I, part of that is I am a big history fan, and I didn't know a ton of the story. Uh, I understand people. If you went into a thing that was like an action movie, just a bunch of bombings and war and stuff, then you're probably not going to like it as much. Uh, I get the whole court scene and legal stuff, whatever. I've heard that, that, I've really heard that scene draws on a long time, and... I mean, it's not a scene. Yeah. It's like half the movie, or, or whatever. Like yeah. I, yeah, yeah like like the, half the movie. Plot and line, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'll admit, Corey. I'm, I love history too, especially World War II history. But I'll admit, I'm that guy that wants boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I my, get it. My stupid uh, brain can't handle it. But I, I, I did like Valkyrie a lot, and there's a lot of talking in that movie, and not as much action. 
but yeah and i guess the way it was portrayed to me made it seem like it was just you have all this like cool stuff and then you just have like an hour um at the end of the movie where there's in a courtroom the whole time and that's not how it was it was a lot of like in and out and I, I think it was really well done um really enjoyed like the characters it was insane how many character or like actors were in this like i knew um Killian Murphy played Oppenheimer, but you had like Florence Pugh. Um, you had even like, sorry, uh, Matt Damon was in this movie. I had no idea Matt Damon was Matt in it. Matt Damon is in that movie. Role. I, I, I yeah, obviously Black, haven't Matt seen. Matt Damon's in I haven't it. seen it. Josh Peck is in it. Yeah, Josh, Josh Peck, Peck is, in, is in it too. Oh my Josh god. Peck. Yeah. yeah, right. You have um the. Uh, what's his name? Jack Quaid from Jack Qu- the boys. Jack Quaid is, in is it. the one that threw me the most. I was like, "What? Yeah. What?" <laughs> right, and then from idea. you, you have uh, I can't I can't remember the the actor's name, but he plays the the guy that um, oh yeah Theo Quinn. he plays Theo yeah Theo he remember. plays Theo yeah. Yeah. yeah right and I feel like there's like so many others Emily um, Blunt isn't Emily Blunt yeah yeah she's in the movie I mean it was it's it was a loaded cast yeah yeah it yeah. was insane Robert Downey Jr. Evil. Robert Downey Jr. yeah right <laughs> no idea he was in it right it's just crazy to me and I I loved it I thought it was great I thought it was you know worth what I spend on it basically I paid twenty dollars to be able to watch it in the comfort of my own home instead of in a movie theater when it was all said and done but I I thought it was a great movie I really enjoyed it I was you know very much sucked into it it was I didn't know a lot of the whole background of his life and all this stuff and you know his different associations and everything that was going into it and um i i'm glad that i took the time to watch it and i i definitely would recommend it especially to anyone who is you know a fan of history and you know that particular era yeah that, um, that movie and you know, what's the what was the nike movie called air, air. yeah those are two movies yeah. that i that i did want to see that i have not yet yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a fan of both of those. I think Air was probably my number two. Um, if I had to, you know, do a full ranking on movies, I'm sure there are like others that I'm just like not even thinking about here. I tried to write down a few different examples, but yeah, I um, I really did enjoy Oppenheimer. That was a great movie. I would definitely watch it again, even given the three hour runtime. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's my best movie, and I guess that's a wrap on our 2023 sports and pop culture. So, um, I guess just real quickly, do you guys have any hot takes or bold predictions for 2024? Um, honestly, I struggled to come up with these. So I'm, I don't need, I had my, my biggest one that I had, uh, briefly was, uh, not to get into the, the politics of it, but voter turnout, I think is going to be low. I think it's going to, I, the, to be, to make it bold, uh, I said vo- voter turnout is lowest since the turn of the century. I think people are Ooh. becoming really, uh, really disenchanted with the whole thing, and, and I think that you know the the stuff going on in the Middle East, I think, is turning a lot of people from the left away from the left candidates, and I just think, I think it's gonna be, uh, I think it's gonna be an interesting election next year for the for the presidential race. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that as well. I love that take. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have, I, I was thinking about it and like, I don't really have a good one. Um, I guess I'll say, so you know how Corey, you said you're like the biggest loser with like all the, your favorite teams losing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess it'll be more positive like for, for like me or us, um, I hope the Celtics so. winning it all. Yeah. Maybe that's bold. Uh, I, and it's not really because they're like a favorite, but yeah. they break our hearts uh, so many times that, hey, maybe this is the year that they do it. Um, 
Right. I don't know if that's bold or not. Like just the fact that it won't be as depressing because because I've even texted friends hot take that like some of the sports moments were so bad that like I've texted friends that like 2023 is worse than 2020. <laughs> that's a hot. Which <laughs> is a hot that's take. A hot it's a take. hot take, but I've I there's so much heartbreak <laughs> this past year. Yeah. In sports no, that I I mean I I totally. A lot of people died get it. in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Bob Barker. <laughs> Hey, okay. <laughs> that right. was a shot. That's our that show. was an unnecessary <laughs> shot, but but I felt like I had to throw that uh, that one out there. Um, yeah, Corey, I don't have any good ones. Um, yeah, no, and that, that's fair. And I, I was also like trying, like struggling in terms of you know what crazy thing I could potentially throw out there. Um, I've no, I've already said the the Celtics um, would win the NBA championship. Yeah, I did that too already. on our NBA preview, yeah, and I, it doesn't feel like that's a a crazy hot take no. to say. Uh, but I am also gonna say that I think 2024 is gonna be a much better year for me, just overall in general, and hopefully can, sports are gonna be can, part can of that. I, yeah, I think that. Can I have the same take as you, Corey? Th- th- I'll go. With, yeah. I'll go with that. Like I think 2024 right. will be a much better year for for me personally. Just yes, given how some things have played out. Uh, yeah, I just think that you know 2023. This is just you know some some low moments here. Um, but I, I think that, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, the I think the Steelers are going to do some things to, to make me feel happy. I think the Celtics are going to, you know, hopefully come through. I wouldn't be shocked if the Red Sox do something crazy. All right. It well, feels let, like let's they not, always let, find let, ways. Let, let's not. Let's not. Let's <laughs> they not, always do best when I have no faith st- in them. Stop. <laughs> let, let, that, that's, this is the line. This, let, uh, let's pause now. Like, that's when it comes to the Celtics and Bruins for me, I have too much false hope, especially with the Celtics. Yeah. But. But the Red Sox, I've, I've never, like, I'm, I'm, I have, what's less than zero, like, <laughs> less than zero belief in, in them. Negative. I, yeah, negative. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I, I don't know. They've, they've become more and more re- irrelevant for me, where, like, I don't have any faith in what they do. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it is, it, it is tough for me as a, a baseball fan, and I'm just, I, I, my 2027 prediction is that we get a salary cap, but that's three years from now. So. My bold call is that we won't have an episode longer than this one in 2024. Yeah, that's I fair. Don't think that's bold. I don't think that's bold. It's not, Kenny. <laughs> I hope it, not. That was, it was a joke. <laughs> uh, but hey, this is our last one of the year. So, you know, it, two hours of just recapping the past year. So, you know, you got two weeks to listen to it. Which probably should have said at the beginning, but I also didn't know it was going to go three hours when we started. So, <laughs> anyway, Kenny Cashman, thank you for coming back on. We'll uh, try our best to keep you around and keep you busy until you figure out a future with podcasting. Yeah, thanks. Always happy to be on. Yeah. So, uh, for my co host, Brian Wells, guest host, Kenny Cashman, I'm Corey Novotny. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy new year. Thanks for listening. <laughs>